Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 16th of July 2016. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. It's time for me to declare that it's too fucking warm. And Robert Kemp. Haven't we done that already? Not really this year, I don't think. Not this year. I think we might have said it towards the end of a podcast when we've been shut in a room for ages and it's <laughs> got too warm. Sure. Now it's starting too warm, which is why... We're Maybe keeping the windows open today, so there's going to be possible background noise. Yeah, it's going to be a test for the noise cancelling. We're keeping keeping it open. Possible noise. Although you're not possible. going to be able to noise cancel the uh, ice cream van. Oh, no, yeah. uh, who, who would want to noise cancel the ice cream van? <laughs> because it's That's the a, same tune over and over again. <laughs> it's a pleasing interlude. <laughs> it should make it easy to noise cancel. <laughs> and also, like, it's only good if you go out and get the ice cream. It's not much fun otherwise. It's just like other people enjoying ice cream. I actually don't know what the local ice cream van music is because the one in, I seem to remember there was one there was one in Needham that used to always be like green sleeves. Well, yeah, that still happens. I That's think I heard that the other night. You can hear it all the way from where I am, even though it's never down that that in the town. It's always miles away, but you can just hear it in the distance. I think I've only actually seen it stop on this road once. Like it just flies by. <laughs> like, ding, 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 ding. Not, it's like you're not meant to play the tune until you stop, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> the, the tune is to tell people to come here and buy ice cream, not just, just like announce this an ice cream van driving fast. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? I don't think that this guy has any ice cream at all. He just wants to troll the kill of the kids playing in the square. Just like ding, 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 ding. You could make a. Uh, like the Domino's bike for ice cream. <laughs> Just get some guy going, dingly, dingly, dingly. <laughs> Surely the whole point of that would be to announce that it was ice cream, not the dingly ice noise. Cream, ice cream, ice cream. Dingly noise. Do you want to explain the context of the Domino's no, bike? No, haven't, really. haven't we talked about the Domino's bike on air before? I did we? we? I don't think yeah. we did. I don't know, it's, it's an electric bike that well, makes engine noises of a bloke <laughs> making... It's the terrible feature of all cars, once all cars are electric and they have to have... Noisemakers, yeah, and they'll be customizable, which is just going to be horrifying. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's going to get worse than that, though, isn't it? I mean, man, we can we could actually make a chunk rumble, rumble, rumble car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Where every time you change gear, chunk, rumble, 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 chunk, rumble, rumble. That, that was funniest once it got to the really slow, low frequency. <laughs> All the extremely high one. <laughs> rumble, 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 rumble. <laughs> <laughs> on the motorway. Man, no, no. See, motorways, it doesn't matter too much, right? Because you'd have tyre noise. You don't That's really true. hear the engine on a motorway anyway, unless you've got like a Lambo. Well, you're not meant to hear it within yeah. the car necessarily. It's the whole point of the electric ones is you're meant to announce to pedestrians that there's a car coming. I, I, don't get me wrong, it <laughs> makes total sense that like in, in urban areas, I get it. But for like, like motorways and stuff, tyre noise is way louder than the engine most of the time now it's just going to be really mm. annoying if like I don't know, if it's... you can hear the tyre noise more than the engines as cars are driving past right now that's because they're going quite slow that's yeah. the other way you get more tyre noise is when the engine's not making so much noise I did feel like it did surprise me though, and I know this is stupid but you know, someone was driving one of those Honda Insights around and it literally mm. wasn't making any noise at all it was like like trundling at like 10 miles an hour trying to park or something but it was like eerily quiet yeah and just like it did like, like I, I know i've seen it before but it did still strike me as that 
something about that feels weird. You get them in um, quite a few hybrids, you know, as taxis in London, and they're a bit weird coming down a normal street that's otherwise empty um, and not making any noise at all. See, this is the thing like taxis, they could make the noise different whether or not they're available for hire or not, right? So they could, <laughs> they go, so they could like actually be announcing themselves as taxi, 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 taxi <laughs> when, when, they, when, they, when they're available. Or, you know, just be saying, go away, go away, go away, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Have client, have client, have client. <laughs> have client. Have client, have client, have client. Wow. So he has a client. This definitely feels like a thing that's like, they're just going to have to get some regulation going for this sooner rather than later. Yeah, Because otherwise it's going to just be a bit, it's like if you made it so that it was like user customizable, you just like every car would sound like a V8 because people would just import the noise of V8s into whatever shitty car they have. Yeah, people would just be, <laughs> It'd just be a disaster. Just be they cruising sound around it. They be badly yeah. sampled Ferrari engine or whatever. Well, I don't know. Like, there's, there's a whole divisions devoted to sound engineering for cars and electric vehicles now. Yeah, and stuff that's like true. That. Because, like, was it? I think some electric cars. They there was a shitty comedy movie about it as well, where like the guy. The guy that plays Paul Blart Moorcock. I can't remember his name. Big guy. Paul Blart. Well, he's not called Paul Blart. That's <laughs> I thought he naturally that's his name. Um, he also be, used to be in King of Queens. Big guy. Um, uh, yeah, he like he was in this this terrible comedy when he was a sound engineer for like Dodge or someone trying to make the and this electric Dodge sound like a Dodge. And it's like, okay, that's a terrible movie, and that was a terrible example. And he cracked the code eventually, you know, to make this thing sound normal. It was, it was really bad. Basically, like, all sound would just stop. Like, oh no, it's broken again. Like, it was, yeah, it was awful. Comedy. Um, yeah. Sounds <laughs> really terrible. Like, yeah. just as a premise for a movie. Well, the, fi- the film wasn't about that. That was just oh, okay. his job. Um, right. All right. Okay. It was a relationship comedy, you know, those kind of. That wasn't really very funny. Romantic. I can't even remember what it was called. Um, but yeah, yeah anyway, the, 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 but those jobs do actually exist for real. And I think even Mondeo, like Ford Mondeo, the new Ford Mondeos have a guy just to make sure it sounds okay inside. Not that those are um, electric vehicles in any way, but mm. they actually have sound engineers to make sure yeah. the inside of the car is what you think yeah, and how every part of it sounds right. I think there's been sound engineers working on like normal petrol cars or whatever for, for ages. I remember seeing one weird dock in like the 90s where it was showing uh, uh, some Japanese manufacturer like Nissan or something and there was a bunch of you know odd looking Japanese scientists in white coats who were in a room listening to like a taste test of different exhaust notes oh, wow, and scoring cool. them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a bit different when you're like tuning the sound of an engine by changing like the the you know the shape of the exhaust and everything and yeah, all of that yeah. stuff to actually having a speaker playing a fake noise. It's well, I don't know. Like, yeah, to, to a degree, I, to, to a certain amount, I agree. I mean, that must be really difficult, right? There must be some odd balance of having a massive subwoofer where maybe battery should be or something right. to get, to get, to get that kind of t- the right tone out of it. But uh, I, I think it's possible. Like, you know, you just have to listen to the engines from dirt rally. They're pretty good. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, Forza. And they sound good both in and out the car. 
Yeah, but well, that's, that's, that doesn't count because that's two different sound effects. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to have an internal speaker. Or yeah, you might. Like that. I mean, I'm sure I have heard of, a, of an electric car that has had that has piped an engine note into the cockpit. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like what know, through the normal stereo? Yeah. Mm, weird. I, I'm not sure it went down very well. Like I think it, it you could obviously tell was the problem right now, but. We'll see. I think it's possible. Whether or not necessary. Or, you know, just make it have a futuristic sort of... Make, just make your electric engines whizzy. <laughs> you don't want to do that because that's wasted energy. <laughs> I've been curious lately about... Waste, the, well, yeah, not like making some kind of fake yeah, engine tone isn't energy waste. Well, I guess it's like which waste less energy. Mm. <laughs> is it waste? Is it more wasteful to have it as a byproduct of the engine or as a complete separate system that's specifically designed to make noise? That's a good question. And again, it only really has to do that at like thirty miles or less. I've been wondering Whee! recently about the sound that electric trains make. Uh, because, like, the old trains that I go on, the underground trains or whatever, the 1973, they just go, or whatever, or, yeah. or they just sound normal or whatever. But, like, newer ones seem to make this high-pitched whine, and then they sound like they're going through gears or something because they sort of go, like that, as they're pulling out of the station. And it's like, what is that? They're not really going through gears. I don't know. They might still be geared. There's no reason why they wouldn't be, I guess. But I thought every every wheel had its own traction motor and i don't i don't think they're geared are they i don't know i don't know Frack knows. i'm just wondering why i, I know what you mean there's i think that it's the same as like fairground rides they've always have that sort of when the when the motors fire up there's always a, a single tone to them isn't yeah. there like it's always a and then everything starts to move mm. and what changed in the technology from like normal sounding where it starts low frequency and increases a bit to like this weird thing where it makes this weird swooping sound. Who knows? No, so, I don't know enough about electric motors. No, me either. Or cars for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> Planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm. I, did, I, did, I did give you a dirt rally segue there. Totally lost. To, to tell us what this podcast is about. <laughs> we went out of random, apparently. Yeah, uh, hold This on. conversation had to continue just, a bit longer. No, I'm not saying, that, not saying we're out of random. I'm just saying we might have to announce what this podcast is about. We I mean... Until we get to news. <laughs> I mean, nominally, nominally it's about video games, right? But uh, we've got to get the house grouse out of the way, haven't we? It's, it's nominally even the right word. It's not... Because it's not in the name... That uh, that's true. Yeah, you may be right. I hadn't thought of that. That's a kind of strict <laughs> definition of the word nominally, isn't it? <laughs> I guess. No, let's or is that let's look up the word nominal nomin- and whether or is that nominative? I don't know. What's the what's the one where you're named after what you look like or something? Eponymous? Like or no. no, sorry. Or you become what you're named after or something. Oh. Um, oh. Nominative determinism or something like where if you're named Baker or whatever. You'll be and a you baker. become a baker. That's like, that's in theory nominative determinism or something. Like. Because but it I was determined like, oh, by your, by your name, name originally being baker. <laughs> yeah, something oh. dumb like that. Oh. I'm not going to do very well, am I? 
<laughs> train. <laughs> train. <laughs> well, you can train Five. in whatever you want. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, you, you can yeah. never. You can never succeed. You can only train. I can only train. <laughs> you, okay. You can't pass. I mean, well, well, you train forever. Training should never be done, should it? Though, no matter what you do, you should continue to train. I, I'm I'm in trouble as soon as I figure out what a kemp is. Always be training. Kemp. Mm. You're rather unkempt, ironically. I am, yeah. Maybe that's, maybe, <laughs> that, maybe that's it. Well, you need to get become kempt. Well, in the in <laughs> there's an extra T, but yeah, just yeah, that's true. Sorry, <laughs> but still, like, yeah, maybe maybe I'm because uh, I I should have been kempt. I should have been uh, presentable, <laughs> but but because of my rebellious nature, I rebel against my name. I say no. What about the Burgess? Yeah, I don't think there's anything going on there. We've already discussed the burger-related <laughs> of, of the first four letters of that name. So. Yeah, see, I think a Burgess is a female burger. Like, first five letters, surely. <laughs> you just need to make make. What even would a lady burger be? <laughs> like a specifically Burgess. a lady burger, the Burgess. <laughs> Oh, I see. <laughs> or like maybe like, or a, or a yeah, princess, it, or a... is it like you're a master chef of burgers, but you just happen to be a, a lady and you're a burgess? A burgess for the female burger. I think it'd be more like a burgette. 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 Got double T E. <laughs> like a baguette, only <laughs> more burgery. <laughs> what about a baguette burger? No. What if you made a burger that was in a baguette? It was just like a really long burger. <laughs> <laughs> What's like elliptical? Yeah, or, yeah. Right. <laughs> really long. Yeah, you could do that. Like a foot long burger. I totally, totally am. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's kind of what the subway, one of the subway melt actually kind of is it's basically burger meat just the length of a six inch well really you'd think that would just be the logical solution to like the meatball problem it's like <laughs> just the meatball just because problem just because because the meatball that classic problem, problem. Well, the problem, <laughs> the problem with meatballs <laughs> in a sandwich is they're fucking balls oh, it's sure. actually really inconvenient for putting in a sandwich <laughs> yeah. so if you can just take the meatball meat and mash it out into a, like a, a foot long burger sausage yeah <laughs> it's called a hot dog isn't it <laughs> No, it's more like a with a beef. long, long burger. Yeah, mm. it'd be a burger dog. Burg dog. Burg. Burgess. <laughs> a burgess. Yes, there we go. We've invented it. The burgess. <laughs> now we know what the burgess is. That doesn't make any sense, though, because surely the larger burger would be more manly. That would have to become the new burger. <laughs> I don't know if a baguette is more manly. Actually, I didn't say the baguette would. Well, no, but that's, not, that's, that's the key that's... part of the burgess, isn't it? <laughs> the it could be any long bread shape, long shape thing, okay. bread, I guess. Not necessarily a baguette. It's more phallic than a burger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. longer. yeah. So, what's a feminine bread? Like putting burger meat in a croissant? Or... Ew. <laughs> Ew, yeah. Although some people have really, really like sweet brioche buttons for burgers. It's well, like it's yeah, getting a bit dangerously close to the a croissant, <laughs> or or the donut burger. Well, yeah, that's a thing. I don't know what. It's perfectly fine with the nice sesame seed buns, or as long as they have structural integrity, because if they yes. fall apart, you're in trouble. Yes, that is the key problem of like all. In fact, that is that is true of practically all messing about with the burgers. Formula. Yeah, 
yeah, stop the, messing and with the, it. And the, the, well, no, it's not that they just. The problem is, like a gourmet burger. If you go to like a fancy restaurant and have a proper burger, like a dirty burger or a, or a Byron or you know that or the diner, you know, those sort of burgers, then you need like they they they, they, they the burgers tend to be quite tall and they but they're yeah. also quite juicy. So you need more bread to to I maintain, think, and that I seems to be a missing component in this. I think in Byron, this. do I don't a think decent you want job. More bread, though. <laughs> well, no, you don't want more bread. You just want less juice. Well, maybe, maybe this is well. Maybe this is where the, the burgesse comes in, right? Because a baguette, because of its crust, is way more structurally stable. That's true. Well, yeah, but you you also have to bite quite hard. You might cause quite a lot of like ketchup spillage. explodage. Yeah, out your gums. <laughs> Are you thinking of like gum sofa. damage? <laughs> what are you talking about? about? Ketchup. <laughs> a bit of colour. No, that's blood, Rob. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your tea for? No, What's not gum kept up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Speaking of teeth, I went to the dentist. Wow. And it was entertaining when the dentist looks in your mouth and looks at work done by, by a previous dentist and just goes, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's like, well, that's helpful. I'm a bit worried now because I can't <laughs> reply because my mouth is like, ah. I don't know. What did they the say thing it is, was? That, that, that specific dentist, this is like the second or third time I've been to that dentist. So she hadn't even seen this thing before and she'd just forgotten, <laughs> I guess. It'd be great if it was like every six months or well, something. Like, you go back and it's just like, what the hell well, is I guess, that? you know, you do only go once every six months and I expect dentists don't remember the insides of every single person's mouth. No, of course not. <laughs> I doubt they want to. No. But you'd think they'd be used to the sort of dental work that could have been done to people. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than being totally surprised. Like, well, I mean, I knew it was bad, because it's always felt bad. It's like he did a real bad job, the previous dentist, on this particular filling. It's like you can feel the edges really easily. Oh, you have fillings? Quite a few. Oh, okay. I've so. never had a filling, <laughs> and I, I think that's only... Because I you don't go to the, the dentist. dentist. Yeah, yes. that's the only reason why. I, was say, I haven't been to the dentist in like a decade, so I wouldn't know if I needed one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the you same. You know from the pain. That would be well, the yeah. easiest way to tell. I don't have any tooth pain. Apart from wisdom tooth thing, that's different from filling thing. Yeah. Good thing. And that isn't too bad because I already had like multiple teeth out when I had brace when I was a teenager. So yeah. I think I've got more room than normal yeah, people. I'm missing four teeth. My yeah. teeth are still a mess. Yeah, you know, just give up. Give up on teeth. Just give just up. Give up. <laughs> just, yeah, that's the best tactic. Just give up. Yeah. <laughs> my so, dentist continues just... to whine about the state of my gums. Mm, yeah, I think that is the one thing that is making me well, the thing is... want to go back to a dentist. The Not just is... because of the, the, the gum ketchup. Yes. But... <laughs> Ew. What are you supposed to do? You clean your teeth twice a day. What else are you supposed to do? I don't know. Well, there's this, there's, there's, there's like fucking flossing um, and shit. Well, the thing is, is like even just regular mouthwash isn't good enough, right? You need to invest in some of that like Corsadil proper anti-back mm. stuff. Bloody hell! Just like a fiver for like a little pot, and then that that does keep it under control. But it's I'm rubbish at remembering to actually take it, even though it's I, right there in front of me. I just don't like, like brushing my teeth. <laughs> sure. A, like brushing your teeth is already like a three minute job and then you're like, now you have to add like two more steps after this? God damn. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. That Corsadil stuff is, shit. that Corsadil stuff is doubly annoying, right? So this, this, you're not supposed to have it after brushing yeah. your teeth. 
It's really dumb. Jeez. Like, whenever they say, like, don't do this immediately, oh, like, if your mouth still has toothpaste in it, don't do this. It's like, well, fuck you then. I'm not coming back to the bathroom in half an hour. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Can't they just make something... They need to invent the... something better, is basically what we're saying. Yeah. Make more convenience. Can't they just make a toothpaste that has that stuff in it? <laughs> My trouble is that apparently I still brush too hard, so my gums are receding. Except every time I go there, my dentist says exactly the same thing, which to me means they aren't getting any worse. Right. <laughs> they're literally exactly the same. the same every yeah. time. So maybe I'm not brushing too hard, but there's no way to tell. I guess I'm brushing exactly too hard to prevent them from growing back, I guess. Does, does, that, does that happen? <laughs> I don't really know how gums work. I, yeah, I, I kind of thought receding was... A bit like hair, you know. <laughs> it's a little bit permanent. Yeah, but it's just like if it's not getting if it's not getting noticeably worse. I guess maybe they're already as bad as it's possible for them to be, which would be the other option. There, <laughs> it's like yeah. they're not getting any worse because they're already fucked. <laughs> Teeth. I don't like I really even have any real problem with a dentist. I probably should have had a dentist just to get the odd cheeky morning off from work, right? <laughs> just Well, the only reason I had I hadn't got to the dentist that I'm currently at after not going to the dentist for ages is because a new dentist opened and it was an NHS. So I just so it's like you just want to get on there for the what, in need of them. NHS. <laughs> actually, well there was that problem actually for a while. That's part of the reason why I haven't had one, is that when I moved to Ipswich there actually wasn't one nearby that was open to new NHS patients or anything like that. And it's just like, well, I'll sort this then. Yeah. Actually, I never actually sort of outright said sod my teeth. You know, who <laughs> just never bothered them. Yeah, really. I just sort of got bored. One, <laughs> one, one time and then it was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got bored, sort of wandered off. That's how it worked. Yeah. Ate, ate a burger. <laughs> Invented the burgess. Yeah, baguette. Baguette burgers. I also took the battery out, the burger. out of my car. And other random things I did this week. Why would you do that? <laughs> These are not very house grousey. They're outside the house. Probably <laughs> <laughs> well, it's related. Sort of. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I had to take the battery out because I thought that the battery was going because the clock started resetting. <laughs> <laughs> because why? Because the clock started resetting. Oh. And I was like, maybe the battery is getting a bit fucked. So we took it out and we conditioned it or whatever the fuck the weird battery charging device we have does but that was a giant pain in the ass because of course getting a battery out of a car is not easy nope. and Especially also a modern car like in the old days you just literally reach in and unclip two things and pull it out right yeah exactly <laughs> now it's Except like, like <laughs> where even is it like there's all this plastic shit all over everything that's never the problem well, like, the, like... the problem with this one was one of the connectors there was like that has a like a bolt through the connector that screws it tight. So you have to unscrew that to get it out. Yeah. And the the bolt was basically the wrong way round, so that so that the end of the bolt that you can actually turn was like r- obscured by the wires coming off the battery, and they were like fixed angled wires, so they weren't like wire wires. They were like pieces of metal essentially, so you couldn't move them out of the way. Weird. And it's like. If that bolt was just the other way around, this would be well easy. So oh. when we put it back in, we put the bolt in the other way around. <laughs> it's like, I'll solve that problem for the future. So those, what, those, 
So they would it not be needed to take the? Are they like not part of the clip on top of the battery? Then those weird wires, or are they they actually permanent? Or? Well, it's like you have. There's basically the connector at the top of the battery has a ring of metal around it, yeah. and that's the bit that screws tight. Yeah. So like the bolt pulls and pulls the ring of metal tight around the clip. Sure. Then attached to that metal clip. There's basically another chunk of metal that makes like a right angle, and then two more, the two wires that go to the actual parts of the car come off that bit of metal. Oh, weird. So that extra bit of metal was basically obscuring where the bolt was. She could have uh, rotated it? But no, because it's attached to the, it's a physically attached to the bit where the bolt goes oh, through. Wow. <laughs> That's odd. It was very inconvenient. The negative hole of the battery comes off well easy because it's just completely exposed. It's just a <laughs> straight wire into the loop and it's like that's... Take that off in no time. Yep. There's another one. Take fucking forever. And then of course there's a fucking bolt that you have to like reach down the side of the battery against the side of the car. There's another bolt that holds the battery in place which was impossible to reach unless you did it. A... We yep. had to do... It was like car surgery. I mean, I guess car maintenance is always like car surgery to some extent, but it was just like we had to use a pair of pliers to lower a like the end of one of those wrenches that was the right size. We had to use a pair of pliers to lower the end of the wrench onto the bolt really carefully and then put a screwdriver into the end of the thing to rotate it. So I was just like just dropping the end of this wrench downwards using a pair of pliers into this incredibly tiny hole. Did your car have an under tray? Well, sort of but not entirely like okay. we dropped one of the bits in there and it came out the bottom okay good and it was yeah. like that's good because I still haven't found that screwdriver I dropped in my <laughs> engine bay <laughs> probably on the road somewhere yeah probably do you think yeah at this point I am going to it is going in for a service in a couple of weeks so I am going to have to warn the guys like if, if you lift it up to do an oil change or something like be warned there may be a screwdriver about to fall on your head well I'm sure they don't open it directly over their face anyway because I bet there's a whole bunch of rubbish <laughs> shit in there that probably. probably falls out when you open it yeah probably oh by the way your engine has disintegrated I took the time while I was fucking with my car to plug my speakers back in which I hadn't done for months after I actually needed to use the boot for something and they had to unplug them all. Uh, <laughs> you don't do, still do that crazy thing where you listen to earphones while you're driving, do you? Sometimes. Depends how lazy I'm feeling. Depends whether, I, depends whether I'm going somewhere where I'm going to be wearing the headphones after I get out of the car. Because <laughs> then it's too much effort to unplug my MP3 player and plug it into the thing in the car. I'd rather just listen to it through the headphones that I'm going to continue to wear when I get out of the car. I still weirdly <laughs> like that so much less than even than just having super loud music, right? There's something about that. It's just it's just a bit wrong to me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, quite it's like cyclists who have headphones on. That that that's, that's wrong. just dumb. Yeah, yeah. Because cycling, you actually need to hear shit, and cars are generally a lot louder when you're inside them. <laughs> the bit that you need to hear. Well, yeah, your own car, anyway. Yes. <laughs> And horns. You need to hear horns. <laughs> Those are also quite loud. Yeah. Car insulation is also pretty good. <laughs> not in old city cars, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no clear. I'm not sure if we actually got any uh, no kitchen personal, personal tales other than, actually, well, I suppose we haven't had this on the podcast. I kind of hate summer. <laughs> I think we just you hate that. summer no, I, I is mean, that I, why I, we're I, in here <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's looking pretty grey right now well yeah it's, it's grey and windy and muggy and horrible 
here yeah. today. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind it's of skank. Um, it's all it's all the bad bits of summer without the one bit people like. <laughs> Wind is okay. The sun. <laughs> Wind is fine. Wind is fine. The clouds know. are fine when it stops it from being warm. warm. <laughs> it's still pretty warm. Yes, it's still pretty warm. Just, That's why it's so, nice. It's just so heavy. But I hate summer more because of bugs. Right. Well, that's why I have bug nests. I got like six bites on my left foot and it became massive. <laughs> like in the course of it, like a day, it had swollen to like elephant size. It was enormous and painful. And elephant size? Jeez. Ele- elephant sized foot, yeah. It was just, it was enormous. It was at least twice its normal size and mass. And just like, it's a walk around the house because stompy stomp. Yeah, you can barely bend my ankle. It's the worst. That sucks. Stupid summer bugs. Come move to the city. Don't have to worry about that shit. (laughs) I don't know. There might still be bugs. Yeah, there are. I mean, this was in Christchurch Park where I got like eaten alive, and I've still got like look at these enormous enormous freaking wounds on my feet. (laughs) Admittedly, I was stationary stationary with chips at the moment of being bitten, but. With chips. Well, how did they, how did chips they get the you six times before you even noticed? That's the real question. And then the thing is, I, had, I, I was well aware, and I was like constantly batting them away from my legs, but they still. You should have run away. <laughs> with my chips. <laughs> well, why not? And there's a group of you, and you're all sort of just chilling out. Like, I don't know, it seems a bit rude to just go, go I'm running away! <laughs> I'm taking my chips with me, bye! <laughs> Fuck these rogues. Yeah, so that was not fun. I'm supposed to be pushing myself. I'm supposed to be training up to do a five miler this Friday. And I've never done five miles in one go before. I mean, that that sounds kind of pathetic in some respects, but it's just like, I don't know. Like, I've never done it. Yeah. I'm a bit worried about it. When are you doing that? Tomorrow. Right, Friday. Friday. Okay. No, I'm sure you make it. In <laughs> one way or another, I'll probably make it. Yeah. Whether that's uh, crawling, <laughs> as, a, as opposed to being upright, I'm not. I'm not sure. Mm. In the back of an ambulance, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I kind of kind of dislike bugs. Oh, and I bought a new PC. I suppose that happened since last. Yeah. Podcast. Well, that oh. can be part of for reals podcast, which we for should reals begin. Podcast, <laughs> Commence actual podcast. Commence podcast. News. News. This is a podcast about video games, and the video game news is not much. Everyone's <laughs> playing fucking Pokemon, and <laughs> that seems to be it. Right. So, no and I had a bit of an argument about Pokemon Go the other night because she wasn't. She was confused why I was so like I was in two minds about whether or not we should actually bring this up at all on the podcast because there's nothing to it but it's giant no news. there is there is nothing to it but it's like it's news for some reason and i don't like understand it news. and it's like i've you look of... around and there's freaking people playing it everywhere i swear yeah. to god i went outside <laughs> there were people like stopped in front of my window the other night just trying to catch something and it's like what what's outside my house why why did i not catch it <laughs> no, <laughs> see exactly. what it's like in freaking london it's insane <laughs> Oh, yeah, there are plenty of those photos of people hanging out at the yep. gym spots, just yep. like a crowd of people. Yep, like, totally. I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know how that worked. Oh, here's the thing. The game isn't very good. No. <laughs> like, I, you go to a place, you catch a thing. Okay, that's 
interesting the first few times you do it. It's like, oh, look, there's a Pidgey. I'll, I'll get that. Hey, no, there's a Rattata on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> True story. That happened. Uh, yeah. Because the AR isn't even really AR. It's garbage. Like, it's, it's just a funny way of... Occasion- in the scene? Like, the, well, it, the characters, it doesn't. does it scan it, it, them? It just... No, it doesn't scan anything. It's literally just using like phone gyro to to assume you're pointing it roughly at floor. Say, land. this is probably the floor, right? Vaguely. Yeah, which is what which is why Rattatas can hover in midair on people's backsides. Does it it's... put them inside buildings though? How does it know? I guess it knows where it buildings doesn't. are from the map. Well, you know, but you don't play it. It's only the catching process that you you do in AR, so you know it yeah. knows to put them around. Also, the, the 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 radius around in which you can catch them is pretty generous. Yeah, like, yeah, as yeah. In, so you don't actually have to go to the exact spot and stuff. It's like in the middle of the street the, where you get run over. It, yeah. Exactly. If you're within like twenty five meters of it or something, it will, it will say, "Hey, you can get this." Like as soon as you can see it, basically you can tap it and you you'll go into a quick tra- pokeballs edit sequence. Yeah, which I don't understand how they actually work properly. It's like you just seem to chuck pokeballs at it, and sometimes they work better, and sometimes yeah. the it you get a nice bonus for timing it to the green circle. But I don't know which is better or which is worse in terms of the green. Like, it's terrible at tutorializing, mm. like really bad. I don't like one of the one of the instructions that basically goes find a poker stop. It's time to go, and it's like okay, well, what's a poker stop? Why do I need it? Should I go there? Where where is one? That's why you I can't buy your see, shit, I can't, isn't it? You buy I can't see where one. Well, sort of. They're supposed no, to be on actually. online landmarks, aren't they? So like, yeah, no. The, po- the poker stop you basically just go to, and an icon appears, and you spin it on the screen, and then it gives you some stuff for free. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. It's pretty much all it is. Um, there's one at the Namco Foonscape. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, what landmark? Uh, <laughs> well, <it's>... Foonscape. <laughs> the Foonscape. <laughs> I can get my free Pokeballs. <laughs> but it's just... Okay, great, fine. It didn't really tell me why I had to go there or what was the point in doing it. And of course, at the start of the game, there actually is no point in doing that because you get given like 100 Pokeballs to start. To start so out the fact that right, it gave yeah. me three when I wandered over there it was like... Matter. No. It's like, but it great, will matter, but... I guess. I guess. It didn't. It didn't. Maybe, I guess, if you play it long enough. Can you not get but like... Then, but then you get quite a lot balls. of stuff from levelling up. So I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe that's later on. And but the yeah, game does awesome. doesn't tell you anything. It's like at the moment I I saw a gym from afar. Like there's one somewhere along the river um, near me, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I was just I, I could just about click it on the map, and it would go, "Oh, that's a gym. Yeah, don't worry about that yet." And it's like, okay, wait until you're level five, and then worry right. about it. Go catch more stuff, and then you can battle or some shit. But not yeah. PvP. It's... Yeah, it's, well, it's, it sort of is and it sort of isn't. It's like offline PvP. You know, so the other guy is like his Pokemon or something is AI controlled. And then, and then it's a weird real-time battle where it appears to be just mash the screen of your palm now. Right, yeah. Kind of fight. I, I, yeah. I, I don't really understand it. Well, the thing about all of this is like... Um... It's like it doesn't really matter that the game's not good. It's more about like the phenomenon and what it could mean for the future, I guess. Right? Because Nintendo shares have gone up twenty five percent, and they didn't even the... make the game. No, Niantic made it. Yeah, and presumably under license. <laughs> presumably. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, and, and it is a well presented, and I will argue it's a well made 
thing. It's thing. You know, it's, yeah. It, you know, when you when I don't you level think up Nintendo stuff, would let like, a shitty thing get through. No, I mean the animations and you know even the look the look of it is a bit odd because it's not quite what we're used to. It's not quite no. cartoony, I guess, as what we've seen from Pokemon. Yeah. Normally, it's a, a bit like. I don't know. Someone made a Pokemon game in Unity and decided to put it out. I don't know that kind of that kind of look to it. Um, but it looks okay. You know, there's not. It's, it's not. As I say, it's not a badly, yeah, badly sure. put together thing. I just don't understand it. What it's is because you're used to games that the... actually have actual like something gameplay. to do. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> the people playing this aren't like don't care that much about that. I don't think they're just like, yeah. hey, I can go I... out and. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a there is a minor. I guess you get a, like a little thrill by being like, "Ooh, there's a Pidgey," and you're just throwing shit at it. And it's like, "I got a Pidgey," or yeah, and then suddenly being like, "Ooh, it's a Spearow," and a bit in my and I think the bit in my head is going, "I haven't seen these Pokemon since the original bloody games." Well, that's <laughs> what most people are thinking. Exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. people that haven't played Pokemon since Pokemon like Red or Gold are being like, whoa, because it's not kids playing it, is it? They've not got smartphones and wandering around on their own and shit. Well, Some of them maybe, but not, not, not young yeah. Pokemon age kids anyway. It's all freaking us. like Teenagers. Yeah, late 20-year-olds, early 30s people. I just don't And it's not the first time a game like this has been done, though, is it? There no, some... but it ha- they didn't have Pokemon, did it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't have the nostalgia factor. <laughs> It's been I mean, plenty of time. like I give this a month at most. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, I want to see what it leads to. I'm more interested in yeah. whether Nintendo, you know, actually go. Holy shit, we should do something. Well, I'm more worried about what other brands might decide to get in on this thing. Like, oh, what if the Digimon go or yeah, Yokai go? But... All these brands the thing, that don't like... have enough penetration. Well, no, yeah, yeah. Just, here's it. the thing: Yokai is actually weirdly, surely the most applicable brand here in terms of what that thing actually is, right? Like, you, like it, all like it, it's or yeah, that is, maybe. Well, that is literally going about urban spaces from Pikmin to a lesser extent. And and finding ghost creatures using your magic watch—that's pretty much what Pokemon Go is. Yeah, but people just don't know it like they know Pokemon. No. I mean, Pokemon no, fits no. Perf- fits well enough. Uh, yeah. I so, think with also, I think Yokai is more of a concept in Japan yeah. than than just than a brand well, yeah, as well. All, like all ghost stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Japan loves ghosts. They do. <laughs> I think the trouble my problem with Pokemon Go as a concept is because it's working off that that the whole GPS data set that that company has had in yeah. their other games and has built up over time and whatever. It comes so from like, Google. They're like this, but they are um, spin out of Google, aren't they? Nintendo it's like you just, whatever. that's not actually what you want for Pokemon. You want like, you want to basically take that data set and like invert it, like make people go into the countryside where Pokemon would actually be. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> not in these like major cities next to giant landmarks. That would probably still work for you, right? If you go into, go into the country, there's probably still a lot of rustling grass. Sure, but it's just like, you, that's like, you want to promote that side of it if you want yeah. to make it really cool. I mean, I guess people are out and about and walking. <laughs> I guess. That they are. the only goal, then Because well you can, like, like, walking steps, like, incubates eggs and shit, right, in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that is an element of that to it. And you've actually got to be walking. It knows when you're going, like, too fast, and so it doesn't incubate an egg, like, when you're in cars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the game yeah. has to be... Here's the other thing. Like, the game app has to be running, like, at all times. And, like, yeah, if it's... draining your battery, yeah. Well, yeah, there's been stories of that, and there's also been stories of like, well, I'm not in- actually, I'm not sure because I'm doing it on my 
work phone, if I'm honest, like because I don't have a an iOS or Android device as my primary. Um, so when I remember to take my work phone with me, that's when I'm sort of tinkering with this at the moment. And it, yeah. But it, like, even if that if I have that minimized or I lock the phone or whatever, I, nothing happens, right? Yeah. I don't get yeah, yeah. I don't get push notifications of something being nearby. I don't get any of that. It's like it's just. Um, the game just basically stops. So you actually actually have to have it open and in your hand and zombie walk your way around town. It's like that's the one thing I know. Like the game actually does have a nice big warning at the start of it saying, yeah. "Hey, make sure you're still aware of your surroundings when you're playing this game." Yeah, yeah. Numpty. <laughs> Don't be a dink. Yeah, dink. Is that the official yeah. word for like mobile phone neck craner? <laughs> yeah, a dink. <laughs> They really the easiest way to solve it would actually to make like the whole tracking mechanism actually like function in a more legitimate way, like be able to triangulate yourself, like only have your phone out, take a point, and be like, okay, so it's so many meters away from here, and then later on take it out again and go like, okay, it's so many meters away from here, which means it's closer to where I was. Or oh, there, like actually, oh, there is actually a mechanic. Well, there is, but yeah. you have to have it running continuously to actually really be able to do that. Yeah, there's the, yeah, there is a sort of like distance to this Pokemon type. It'd be easier if mechanic. you could like save it as like a data point and like build build the map from like taking a sample occasionally rather than it being a continuous thing yeah, that you have to look at all the time as it changes mm. while you're moving around. Yeah, that, that could potentially be. <laughs> I, I guess you could get one of those Go Plus devices that are supposed well, to help yes. with this. You could get a wristband. With a, with a, I got admit, I like their symbol. Have you seen the like what the, the, the Pokemon yeah, yeah, yeah. Go symbol? It's just the it's, it's like, just the Google pin icon with yeah, Pokemon. With Pokemon. Yeah. That, but that's awesome. That's actually yeah. kind well. Of this cool. whole thing came from like an April Fool's thing they did with Google, right? Didn't it? Like a couple of years ago. That was the Genesis. Yeah, because it was on Google Maps, wasn't it? Though, yeah, yeah, Pokemon yeah. like Roman the Maps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean. I, yeah, that that is my interest. Is like they'll make Sun and Moon Nintendo will or Game Freaks or whatever, and then sure. what? Like, will, will they try and do something with this huge popularity? Here's, well, here's the thing. I think this idea has promise. I just don't think it's current execution. No, that's what I'm saying. Quite, is is, is quite right. I think will Nintendo recognise the promise given that their share price just went up massively and everyone is yeah. super excited? Will they actually the thing do is something? You've got, you've got to make it work, and it does. Um, you know, naturally, it suffers from free to play trappings all over the place like mm. uh, like every different type of there's basically a currency for every pokemon like there's like a candy that you have that you can get that is specific to that particular breed of pokemon uh, i don't know i don't know what it does i think it might just be a power-up of some kind but anyway th- those exist and there are candies per thing and i think there's also some level of money and there's also this stardust stat so it's like it's full of free-to-play currencies and i've got no idea how any of it works yet because mm. the game doesn't tell you it's just like hey you got some xp and some stardust and i'm like i don't understand <laughs> and it's basically just like overriding like uh, uh like emotion about this and then it's just like I'm, I'm playing it and i'm sort of getting that like yay there's a pokemon i recognize i haven't seen that in years and that is the one positive everything else is just 
I don't understand. We should just integrate this game into the into the actual Pokemon game. Just make it a mode that you can turn on and use the 3DS to yeah. do. Because the 3DS would actually be able to do the AR right, because it has depth sensing. I guess. <laughs> but it also doesn't have GPS. Well, sure, but you just have, like use the step counter, I guess, to sense your movement and just like fudge some kind of travel mechanism in a semi-virtual, semi-AR world inside Maybe. the game. Maybe. Yeah, but that, that, I mean, that doesn't mean you have to hold your DS in front of you the entire time. No. Hardware to like, improve the AR like, and like define sense. a Pokemon. Like, what could you do? Like, you could have a whole like a handheld that has went even further and had like connect level stuff pointing outwards so that it could like scan the world a bit better. Could potentially work, but then connect style technology only really works when there's only one device in its field of vision. Like, it works if you're the only guy. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I guess so. Actually, hmm. maybe less so. Like Connect Two. Sorry, I'm getting Connect One. That was a necessity because it needed the dot map, which I think is still a thing with Vive and those right. sort of headsets. I think they based they work sort of on dot maps. I think, but um, yeah, Connect Two. I think is just pure infrared. So uses and figures out depth that way so maybe you can do it if you have a big infrared blaster on the front of your device but then do multiple devices blasting the infrared out cause a problem cause but that's probably okay in the sun right I think yeah. what they should do completely irrelevant to Pokemon Go because if like once you take the GPS out of Pokemon Go that's like most of the game in actual fact but like yeah. for the new actual Pokemon on 3DS why don't they make an AR mode that's just like not requiring you to move. It's just like you go and open your 3DS and look at a scene, and then Pokemon get put into that scene in an appropriate way. Like, like, and I don't know, maybe it uses the camera to like sense the prevailing color or something. So it's like if you're looking at grass, you get grassy type Pokemon, and if you're in a city area, you get <laughs> Pidgeys, probably. <laughs> Pidgeys. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do think that's actually a very, very hard problem to solve, and I don't think we're technologically there yet. But dang, if someone gets there with something like I don't know, like the Google Glass promise of having like. Or HoloLens promise, I suppose, actually is closer, right? Where you can have virtual items hovering in the world you're in. Well, I mean, the 3- oh my god, HoloLens Pokemon. The 3DS will do yeah, it. You just Pokemon. normally need a, like an actual QR code, essentially. You slap a QR code on a card and put it in front of the 3DS. It will lock onto that pretty well. Oh yeah, it's pretty good at that. Yeah. So all those question block cards. Yeah. In theory, the 3DS could do it. You just need to like, I mean, it does to some extent have some natural depth sensing even without the cards. It's just not very accurate. <laughs> and the other thing is, Pokemon would be insane. You could have yeah. full battles and shit. It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, currently the field of view is not very good, but, you know. Get it. it would be good enough. If, you, if, you're lit- if you're literally having to scan around a field and see, like, a an errant Pikachu tail, like, pop up. <laughs> One day. Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon, no. The 3DS is basically, you could, like, you know, have it be like an actual Pokedex where you flip it open and then scan things just like they do in the show. That's a Rotata. <laughs> yeah, and then it tells you some bullshit that's completely irrelevant. Dude, that guy totally <laughs> jacked your stuff. In other, other Nintendo news, yeah, they're releasing like a little, a little, a little, um, and Nintendo NES. announced a new console. Yeah, got a new <laughs> and it NES. wasn't. It's not new though. It's old. 
It's got 30 built-in games, and you plug it in via HDMI and play it, and they're releasing classic controllers and shit for it. It's kind of cool, other than the yeah, fact that, cool. man, this should have been actually... No, children. Um, this perhaps should have been a little bit better designed in that uh, it, 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 like just make it more USB so you can plug it into things and plug stuff into it, make it hackable. Right. I don't know. Yeah, but they don't want to do that, do they? No, but uh, like they've gone as far as making it so like the actual controller ports on it are the Wii nunchuck port. Mm. So like you can plug classic controllers for the Wii into it. Um, and you, you can them. use these new NES controllers, I guess, with... I'm assuming they work the other way. I think yeah, they do. Yeah, um, from but on actual virtual console, and also why not go all in and make this a bit like an Ouya and actually have a store on it so you can expand yeah. the virtual console. Or yeah, they're not doing they, that. Are they? It's they just a one-off thing. They don't want to put an internet connection into it, probably. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> so it's, basically, it's almost cool. Is what I, is how I feel about it. It's like it's quite nice. Or actually, what I would really like is if they just re-released, just made a NES that had an HDMI port. Like if it was right. a full NES, and you could plug the actual cartridges. cartridges into it. Yeah, that would that would be sweet. I don't know. It'd be nice if it. I don't know. No, no, no. I think it is what it is, and as long as it's not too expensive, it's pretty cool. It's a little bit like it's a big deal because this is the first time I think Nintendo have done something like this. It is, you could yeah, argue exactly. like Sega has been licensing that stuff out for years. Yeah. Two very mixed results, admittedly, but but this is the most genuine form of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the game yeah. list is pretty good as well. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's not, not bad. bad. It's got Ice Climber on it, so it passes yeah. my test. Yeah, exactly. and it's got all the Mario's on it, so that's pretty Mario's, much all you need. Zelda, Excite Bike. Wah, 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 wah. Nesky's not that good. That's the trouble. Wah, 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 wah. Some of them are all right. Well, like, some there. of them are all right for like a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're done. They're really hard to go back. They are really hard to go back to other than Mario. And maybe DuckTales. <laughs> I guess. And maybe Zelda. They're, they're kind of okay. Maybe the rest Zelda. Of them but... I don't know if I could go back having now played like The Link Between Worlds. It's just like, can I go back yeah. to that style? I've literally just played the same game. Yeah. <laughs> it's not much. the same game. No, though. I guess it's the SNES one. The NES yeah, version yeah. was completely weird. Wow. And real inconvenient. Did it, does it have Zelda 2 on that list? I don't it does, yeah, yeah, it is. Does it? Yeah, yeah okay, Zelda yeah. 2's on it. Well, that's Zelda, even weirder. Zelda, Zelda that's Zelda literally two. nothing like the other ones at all. Yeah, Zelda 2's the weird one. <laughs> yeah, but it's on there. It, what's it got here? Bubble Bubbles on there. A really bad version of Bubble Bubbles, yeah. of course. Yeah, you, want the, you want the Amiga or Atari versions of that. Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Dot Mario, Galaga, uh, Kid Icarus, Kirby's Adventure, no, no, Pac-Man. Don't the version of Kirby. Yeah, Mega Man 2. Okay, but if it's the Mega Man... <clears throat> Punch out. <laughs> well. Anyway, Metroid is actually really like it's hard, but it's actually like really short. Right, yeah. It's like meant to be a good thing that you just said there. It's like it's hard, but it's really short. <laughs> which, which one of those two was meant to be the good half of that? But... <laughs> um, I it wasn't really. I guess the first half, <laughs> or neither. 
but actually, just whatever, whatever you're looking for, really. Games or whatever you're looking for. Any other shit Mid- going on in the world? We've got some missed news that actually happened before last podcast. Um, uh, Vivendi, that corporate nightmare, are continuing to take to to to. No, they're continuing their hostile takeover of Ubisoft. Well, very this slowly. Was sort of a rumor for a while. It's kind of yeah, it's been a sort of known thing for a while, but then they're, they're acting again. Uh, they're now up to about a quarter of the shares and voting rights. Uh, on the board. <laughs> so that's still not so they've really still happening. Way, they've still got a way to go, basically. <laughs> They're creeping but, up. But yeah, and no one, no one wants it and to the point where, you know, um, I think there's been plenty of... I can't remember them off the top of my head because it's in a couple of weeks ago now. <laughs> but um, and I think like Eve Demo and stuff has been out there basically saying, yeah, we'd, we'd like keeping Ubisoft free and... Uh, in, de- in fact, uh, uh, he uses the phrase, I think, independent sometimes to be like, well, Ubisoft is, is, is itself independent. We can put what we, we can do what we want. Because they're a publisher as well as a developer, yeah, I guess. I guess, yeah. Um, and so, like, his words with this looming over it sound a bit more like he's desperate to try and be like, help? We don't want this to happen. Help? I think, I think Vivendi, I, I don't really know a great deal about Vivendi, but I, I from what I, gather they've had a bit of a history of screwing up companies <laughs> like taking them over and then just bleeding them dry well they were it feels like they were like important some number of years ago and then you haven't heard about them for a while so maybe that's actually actually the case like they they fucked up for a while they've gone dark for a while because i'm really I'm sure I heard about them more in the past and not so much recently, and now they're coming back with this again. So it feels like they're like, you know. Oh, right. They own Daily Motion, the uni- the music part of Universal. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and Canal Plus, the, the French... French TV station. TV and movie producers who are pretty massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also own Gameloft, but, you know. Who cares about Game Love? Um, yeah, so they, I, I guess that's why they're interested in Ubisoft, right? France likes France. Yeah, apparently. Um, All Ubisoft needs to do is move to Canada. It's the problem solved. They can still be French, but in Canada. No. <laughs> that's true. But they do have plenty of, yes, they do. Plenty of Canadian studios. Yeah, just just everyone up sticks and go to Canada. Problem solved. The vending maybe get born. It's too expensive to do international tryouts. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not really learning anything by skimming. No, I'm sure it's way too complicated. <laughs> oh, it used to. They used to own Blizzard. Yeah, I that's guess. that. I oh, guess yeah. that's. I guess Before that's why Activision they used Blizzard. to be a big thing. Yeah. Cool. What else? No Man's Sky went gold. Oh, of course. I forgot. Sorry. Eve Gimo is obviously Ubisoft's thing. Ah. Michelle Gimo is the head of Gameloft. Right, yeah. So the Gimos feel a bit personally targeted. Uh, I see. Wow. Yeah, but that's only because he went back to Ubisoft, right? He left for a while. He, he, Eve did leave for a while, yeah. <laughs> so it's his own fault. <laughs> he still owns it. He, he still... CEO, right? So it's well, maybe he doesn't own it, own it, but he's leading it. 
Look, there's what's his face? Oh, I can't remember. Who's, who's the current head of Apple? Oh, fuck, my mind's gone. Yeah, I know, I know who you fucking mean. Does he own Apple? Tim, Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Yeah, he doesn't really own it, right? He's just like well, no, no, it's heads a publicly publicly traded yeah. company. Oh, he's sure. the CEO, right? But I mean, so, he's but then, rich, but then in rich the, as fuck, obviously. <laughs> but then, like a company like Ubisoft is right publicly traded as well, right? And it's hence why Vivendi could like buy shares in it and stuff. So it's mm, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's hard to use that terminology. I guess it's like they don't really own it; they are the heads, and we want what's best for their baby. <laughs> they want what's best for their money. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty much it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I may not be a massive fan of most of Ubisoft's output, but I am a big fan of their intention and their message, I guess. If that was the one thing that came across at the, the, at the Ubi conference at E3, it's like they feel it feels like they're in it for the right reasons when you put them next to EA. <laughs> you know what? They're in the games industry for games. Not EA, who are in the industry to madden the fuck out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> to madden it up. <laughs> to be to be put smarmy McSmarm face on stage yep. and scare us all into submission. Uh, what else is happening? Um, the Batman Arkham Asylum and City remasters have been delayed indefinitely. <laughs> No. So they okay. were making, they, they were in theory remaking. Yeah, I didn't know this either until I saw this. Because like, I was telling you to, you should play that Zeg, Arkham Asylum, because you'd probably like that. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to try a third person game, that's a good one. A really that's good Batman. one. Yeah. It's just like they must, do you think they would like try to port the old games into the new engine and then remember that their new engine was terrible? <laughs> <laughs> it was a completely fucked on PC. Okay. Yeah, that maybe. Must be part, that must be part of it. I, I it was an Unreal Engine, wasn't it? it was pretty, they used to run really great, the verse game and shit. Well, it's, yeah, because presumably the graphics engine wasn't at fault with the last one. It must have been something else. It's just because they're guess. trying to push the Unreal Engine to do an f- open world game. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, they, did, they did a pretty good job of it. Um, and um, Unreal has done some larger spaces before. Isn't Borderlands yeah. Unreal powered? Does that count though? It's still sectioned off into relatively right. small areas. Yeah, reasonable. It's not like a true open world. It's not like seamless, no. I guess, but you could argue, well, that's just a question of how you load it, right? Like Arkham yeah. Asylum, I suppose, is quite segmented as well. It is. Well, Arkham Asylum you, you is, to... yeah. That's why that one went fine. It was yeah. um, when they tried to push it for, sit- for City and then for. What was it, what was it even called? Well, City, City was a fine port, though. Yeah, it was fine, but that that uh, I I felt like that City was kind of cheating because um it was it was a horseshoe shape, so really it was a straight line that was bent. I guess, yeah. Um, so I felt like they cheated in order to load it like in a straight Maybe. line, whereas I think they tried to go full on the latest one, whatever it's called, the uh, Knight. Arkham Knights. Yeah, yeah. So you had yeah, a car well, and everything, and didn't you? In Arkham Knights, you had to be able to. Yeah. See, I th- I think Rocksteady were actually I, again I could be massively wrong on this. I often am, but I think Rocksteady were actually overseeing this remaster project, and I think it was them that basically said, "No, this isn't coming together." Uh, okay. Um, as opposed to it being a publisher thing. I quite like um, to see a remaster of Arkham Asylum. I, I, Arkham go. Asylum in there because the night engine, like running on console, is supposed to be 
beautiful, right? You put you put Arkham Knight on a PS4 and say what you will about yeah. the game, but it's a good-looking game. Sure. Um, so, you know, if they could solve whatever problems they had technically with that thing and uh, put out Arkham Asylum again, that's a, that to me sounds like a pretty good game, you know, a pretty good thing to do. It's like in terms of like what remasters you might want to see recently. Actually, an uh, an asylum remaster—that's yeah. a, that's a pretty good idea. That game um, was really good, and like really the, good. And the Joker performance was just great. And yeah, and the and the combat was revolutionary. Like now, it's ma- massively copied by everything. But Zach, you haven't yeah. played any of those games with that Batman combat, so you should check that out because it's pretty great. I'm getting called by my brother in <laughs> the mid-podcast. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like I, I, it was the most... It sounds a bit weird, because in some ways games have moved on from this a little bit, but um, it was really Metroid-y, but in the right ways. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. The, 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 the style of exploration was, was, was just right. Yeah, that first game is Metroid, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah gelled with me really well. Um, so anyway, but we won't get that again. Never mind. Um, and also, um, news we missed. So we covered this the week, two weeks ago. Um, we mentioned this, well, two, sorry, four weeks ago now, two, two podcasts ago. And, um, yeah, where Oculus were basically trying to battle this, uh, revive layer that lets you use a, a Vive headset to play Oculus exclusive games. Um, as long as you, you still have to buy them for the Oculus Store and all that stuff, but you know you could make it work using this thing. Uh, and yeah. they had dropped basically the the iron curtain, saying, "No, this really we you know, we don't want you to do this. Like, let's get heavy on this and block it." They've totally backpedaled on that. So it's oh, like, really? yeah, it they, they've removed all of their restrictions now. Oh, so it's like if you want it, I didn't if know you that. want to use the Vive, you could you still have to use the Revive layer to make it work, but now it's legit. I, I, like I do wonder if they got worried about because Revive basically their rebuttal to Oculus um, being being aggressive in this way was to like well okay we didn't want it to come to this because we don't want to be seen to be aiding piracy but the only way to make Revive work with Oculus doing its DRM layers is to basically pirate the games like to remove the Oculus store check which of course then allowed would in theory allow you to just copy games about um mm. which was no good and they did say it's like look we really didn't want to do this but if the only way revive is going to work now is if we do this um sorry um i don't know if they actually released a version that did that or if oculus responded in time or i think it's the right move from oculus regardless because they like it's it, it was the decision to come down hard on this stuff and to block it outright. It was just at odds with the message that Palmer Lucky and stuff had been spinning for the last few years. Like, we want VR to be this open space and we want it to take off and, you know, then the nasty business can happen. Um, like, the, you know, the Oculus always approached it as we need to make VR a thing mm. before we uh, start thinking about these business practices, before we start thinking about the money. Um, and so you know, stopping the spread of VR by having their own stores and their own exclusive games and stuff. While I, you know, I get the business practices there, then coming down hard on this stuff isn't really helping VR be a thing. 
Or at the very least, it doesn't help an Oculus be a thing. Mm. So there you go. I think it's the right call for them to backtrack on this. Cool. Uh, and that's the missed news. Missed news over. Um, very close to the last one, though. Uh, there's a couple of little Xboxy announcements. Um, Red Dead Redemption is now backwards compatible on the Xbox, and apparently uh, runs yeah. better than the original did. Cool. I mean, like, as in frame rate is consistent rather than dipping. Yeah, I think I saw that. So it runs better, but it looks the same, which is great. yeah, it's it's, it's identical, but it, you, it just doesn't suffer the frame rate dips the original did. Yeah. That is literally the only difference, which is great. Love that game. You've got a slightly better version of that game now. (laughs) Like, sort of. I mean, I'm not going to play it again because I don't have an Xbox One, which is a shame because I would like to, but, like, you know. It also takes a really long time. (laughs) It's a long game. It's a really long game. Yeah, which is good. Um, I mean, it it gets a bit bogged down in the Mexico, as everyone knows, but uh, it's still fun. Uh, but hopefully they'll fix all those pacing issues for the sequel, which presumably is under development. I think it's still not announced, is it? But it's definitely no, not not officially. Freaking hell! Can't wait for that shit. Anyway, I guess they just want everything to be like the the right moment and to have the right thing to show. You know that kind of stuff. I they... mean, it's going to be great. Rockstar like could do it whenever they want, right? They yeah. don't have to wait for an event to do it. Rockstar like could just release and put a trailer out there, and they'll be all like at the end of the world. But you know, mm. it's going to turn out to be cable trailers too. So, <laughs> that will never happen. <laughs> Table Tennis 2 would never happen. They should put out another weird game, though. Like, well, bull- like the next time they actually make a new engine, I guess. Because that's all that really was. It's like an engine. Yeah, it was an engine test. Test. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think the um, GTA 5, you know, was a refinement, I guess, of the GTA 4 engine, which was used for Red Dead as well. But it, it was... It's pretty damn good now on the PC. Like it looks pretty great. So I think they'll you probably keep evolving that. Like weird sport to do an engine test of Rockstar. I mean, uh, they only did that one like <laughs> because they were playing ping pong in the office, right? Oh well, yes. As was dramatized. As many offices stupid. do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as yeah, in, yeah. my office has a special room for ping pong. Well, you kind of need a special room for ping pong by default. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like air you can't play ping pong in a non-special room, really. It's got like, flags, like, you know, pool, like. You uh, it's got like a weird Union Jack and Chinese flag, of course, for that kind of <laughs> ping pong style. Hot, hot news. Hot news. As in news that involves, involves me right this actual instant. Okay. Um, the reason why my brother was calling me yeah. was because he's having one of those, well, I think Jay described them as lacunas to me once, as in moments where you've, you've, probably done something and it's in your routine and you do it every time uh, but you've just utterly utterly forgotten it such as have I have I locked the door so he's now calling me to be like hey can you just go check my house I think I left it unlocked because he's like not about all of today so I might actually should probably be the nice guy and go and check his house is still well luckily that only takes like two minutes yes so So I'm going to do that right now okay (laughs) okay See you, Rob. We'll carry on talking about whatever the fuck we we're talking about. Do you have any about. more news? I don't, I don't actually, yeah, there is a bit more news. Go give, um, me, give me your phone. Yeah, you, you, you have the list. I'm also not sure I have a key to lock his place. So well, I don't yeah, know if so I if you help. discover it's open, you're, you're still fucked. <laughs> yeah. I did at one point have a key, but I don't know where it is. 
Jesus, you've got how do you have this much news and it's all crap? <laughs> <laughs> I did say it was good news. We've only got this eight is what your list always news. looks like. <laughs> <laughs> We obviously don't cover most news, apparently, if this is the kind of bullshit news that you're writing notes for. <laughs> well, it's the after E3 phase, right? It's terrible news. Well, don't write it down then! It's <laughs> still news. I've got to fill out my list somehow. So what have we got? What have um, you got, Zeg? Yeah, we've got... I'm just going to read some of these and we can just skip right over them. Okay. <laughs> Joanna Dark is coming, might be coming to Killer Instinct. News. Skip. Overwatch's first new character is a new sniper, a support sniper. Skip. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Before I just, why is that a skip? That's actually kind of interesting. That's not interesting at all. They said they were going to make new characters. They're making a new character. I already knew that Ooh. one. I'm sure. I'm sure I knew that one last, but it's last a, time we talked. But it's a heel sniper. Wow. It's, that's new. Well, you basically the Jurati sniper from TF2, except with more healing and less fire extinguishing. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. <laughs> Really off this time. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, evolve, evolve went free to play. Or oh, did it? It well, went off Steam. It went free to play. It did. Steam. Oh, okay. people playing it. Oh, maybe playing they it took it. Maybe they took it down because they also renamed it to Evolve Stage Two. Ah, yeah, that must be it. Okay, interesting. I've seen a couple of people playing that on my Steam list, but. Maybe Who that cares? I mean, no one bought that the first time around. So yeah, exactly. Maybe I bet the population has probably more than doubled. <laughs> Almost certainly. Probably quadrupled. I hear, I hear that the population was somewhere in the region of two to 300 before it went free to play. So. Wow, holy shit. That's bad. Don't know what Titanfall is like nowadays on PC. Probably not much better. Mm. Uh, Dirt Rally gets a 10 gigabyte rift patch to make it VR compatible, even though it was sort of already VR compatible. Sort well, of. that might be fun with the wheel and shit. I only noticed that because I can't fucking download that patch because I don't have enough hard disk space again. Seriously? Oh, dearie me. God damn it. I don't know what's taking up all this room. How big is your... Oh, yeah. How big is your drive, man? Uh, it's like 250 gigs on that partition, I think. Oh, that's not that great. You need a few terabytes going. Well, I don't know why. what is like filling it up because I keep having to delete all the major games and I'm only leaving like the indie stuff on there because it's like convenient and it's things mm. that I play all the time. And so there's like Team Fortress, which is like 30 gigs, obviously, <laughs> because I kept getting bigger. Get yourself and a then, Win Durstat or whatever. Do you ever really run that thing? Yeah, I Win- guess. Win It gives you like a tree diagram so you can see. And then um, there's like Fallout 4, I guess, is still installed. That's probably the biggest thing on there. Yeah, that's a. You, you're not playing that though, are you? Well, I probably should still at some point, but you know, whether that actually happens or not, who knows? Uh, what you got? Here's, uh, some slightly, here's some slightly weird news Trials of the Blood Dragon is free to anyone who perfects the demo. What is that? That's nothing to do with that Far Cry thing, is it? No. It's, it's a crossover between the Blood Dragon universe and Trials. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember. <laughs> Where did that come from? I guess they, it's the same publisher, is it? No. Uh, is it Ubisoft? Do they? It's it's some company crossover. I don't remember which half is which. Mm. Okay. 
<laughs> Rob has also said Charles the Blood Dragon, and then in brackets it just says, bad game. <laughs> <laughs> bad game. Just in case okay. you weren't aware that apparently that game is bad. I don't yeah. think it's that bad. It's just like extra levels for trials. It's probably too expensive for what it is. Right. Which means that this way to get it free is maybe good. I don't know. it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with trials, so... Yeah. It's not a particularly great trials game either, I guess, because they tried to right. do different like modes. Like there's bits where you're on foot instead of riding a bike, mm. which is just kind of weird. Not necessarily great. Uh, what else news? Oh, this seems to be the last bit of news. Oh well, no, yeah, this is the last bit of news. Final piece. For some reason, the Nintendo NES bit is afterwards on this list. <laughs> Apparently, the last bit of news, CSO gambling is rigged, in case you didn't already know that pretty much all gambling is rigged. <laughs> Blah. Yeah, fine. And that's the end of news. I've got um, the people behind Job Simulator are making a game of, like, Rick and Morty. <laughs> which oh, is yeah, like, I saw that yeah, this morning. Obviously, that would be hilarious. Especially because... That that doesn't um, even need to be a new game, really, does it? It could just really. be an extra level for jobs. Yeah, <laughs> basically. That's probably what it is. But it's got a plumbus, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> and the main thing is it's got Justin Roiland doing the actual voices. So any any Rick and Morty-based jokes are just good. Hey, they should do a, like a Pocket Morty's Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably could happen quite easily. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they put quite a lot of effort into Pocket Mortys. I know it wasn't very long, but I'm sure they could rip off Pokemon Go without too much trouble. Although they'd yeah. need the like, data set shit and stuff. But yeah. I don't know. Bet they could figure something out. That'd be funny. <laughs> News. So that's, that's it. News. Right. All what are we going to do? Are we switching to uh, what you've been playing? But But Rob really needs to go with all this new PC shit. So... Well, Rob has just arrived, so we're probably good. Is any of that news interesting? No. (laughs) No, no, it's all over. And it's time for what you've been playing. And you've got a new PC, Rob, so you better go. Hang on, I better unload my pockets full of keys. And it turns out, Kepis had not left his house open to thieves. (laughs) Okay. So that was a colossal waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. What did you call it? A li- Lennon or something? Lennon. Lennon. No, a lacuna. A lacuna. What the fuck is that? Well, so, 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 How do you spell so, it? So, um, as in the band Lacuna Coil. Um, L a c u n a. L a c u n a. Lacuna. I think. I think. It, like, I actually don't know how it's spelled, but I'm basing it off the band name. <laughs> I know. Okay. Mm. Okay. What have you been playing? Uh, well, I've been playing PC Builder 2016. Oh, I heard um, that was a, the latest edition had some new features and shit. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of um, I as usual, I think I've made a few mistakes as <laughs> always. Um, so it it turns out that like getting so one one of the little issues was it was uh, um, RAM turns out to be like a little like it's no point getting super high rated ram unless you know what you're doing in the overclocking land uh, which i kind of don't um if i'm perfectly honest <laughs> like so i like it turns out my motherboard and processor are only officially rated to handle memory speeds up to 2400 megahertz but my ram can go up to 3200 um, and it's like, so, okay, the, the motherboard itself does describe itself as, hey, I can handle 3200, but you need to OC it. And it's like, okay. Um, 
But so how do I do that then? And it had like a convenient single option in the BIOS at one point that I thought, oh, this might do it. It's called like Extreme Memory Profile or XMP. And in theory, you can turn that on and it will start boost clocking the RAM and stuff. Yeah, that totally didn't work. Like the system basically just goes, nope, that failed. Um, and I think it's because like actually the memory controller on the processor I have doesn't like running that fast unless you overclock the processor in a certain way. It sounds like it's going to be a nightmare, so I've decided not to do it. So, but the the result is I probably could have saved some money on my RAM and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, the, the more you know, I guess. Yeah, it just it just wasn't clear to me. It's like it all works. It's just you know, perhaps not as fast as the RAM would like to run. I guess. Mm. Um. So the I also made had a couple of little problems with the with the build in that. I did the mistake, I think I do this every time, in that when I put the motherboard into the case, I forgot to put the backplate in first. Right, I've done that, I think. (laughs) Yeah, so you have to take the motherboard out and then try and wedge the thing in. Except I couldn't take the motherboard out very easily, and I had to get an extra pair of hands in, they're like, no, to to assist here, because unscrewing the screws from the motherboard would unscrew the stand-ups into the case. Stand-offs, sorry, stand-offs into the case, and so they would just get get a bit stuck and nothing was unscrewing properly and yeah that that was actually a real pain in the ass to get detached and get back together and get this back plate in and get that all together Blah. um the, the case i have is actually really nice but it's like it has some elements of it that required a bit of work like for some reason it decided all its hard drive bays would be mounted so you had to access them from the rear panel if you wanted to put them in or out, which sounds kind of cool from a cable management perspective. But then if you do that, the intake fans have to also be on the side of the system. And it's like, well, I wanted them out the front. I got this case specifically because it's got like a massive dust-filtered grill on the front. Right. Like So it's like, so then you the case does let you rotate all of the the hard drive bays around so they mount like a you know more traditional case would and so your fans are pointing the right way sideways yeah um yeah stuff like that so that, that took a bit of effort as well but then it's uh and then sorting out windows to dual boot in the land of obviously my old system was running in in le- on a legacy bios and was running in uh on a hard drive with mbr style formatting um, style partitioning, sorry. So, and I, I got my new SSD and was all like, it's like, oh, how do you want to do this? You can either use MBR or you can use this new thing called GPT. And it's like, well, I'll do that, obviously. Yeah, and then it's like, it's oh, no. But, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you can't do that unless you're booting in UFE BIOS, which is obviously the newer form of BIOS. Yeah. Um, UEFA. It's like, yeah, FIFA. the UEFA, yeah, the UEFA yeah. BIOS. <laughs> Um, yeah, you need to be you need to be booting in this in order to get GPT to work, and it's like, okay, well, how do I do that then? So I had to go fiddle with the BIOS to force it into UEFI mode and to to force Windows the the actual DVD to be loaded in UEFI mode, which was odd. I didn't. I'm not actually sure. I I know how I managed to do that. It just sort of did it um, once. Uh, and then it, and then it could install Windows, and then obviously Windows couldn't on the new install of Windows couldn't then see the old install of Windows for some reason. It couldn't figure it out on its own, I guess, because of the BIOS difference and maybe because of the partition difference. I don't know. So then I'd use a tool to tell the bootloader, "Hey, this thing exists," mm. and then it will. The tool was actually super easy, and then it uh, 
easy easy bcd there's a free version that actually just did what i needed it to do i could tell it that hey this drive exists and it has my old windows installed on it and stuff so now i have dual booting machine and it's nice. all it's all good and it will i haven't actually found a single problem thus far what running all your old stuff for yeah. oh, no no that was never because i've got my old uh, literally my old os to run that that's fine but it's just like I haven't had a single like not lit last with the last one where there was like USB problems from the go. Right. Yeah. Um, but you do have one problem. What's my problem? Well, yeah, there is one problem, and that the case is friggin' huge. Yeah, you bought a case that's so big it doesn't fit under your desk. Yeah, it's it's, it's way bigger than I thought it was going to be. So and I wanted I wanted big like I wanted bigger to make the build easier and to give it more airflow and to uh, make it make it just so I could fit a cooler on it without having to take the side paddle off like last time. So I specifically wanted a bigger case, but no, this is tall is the problem. It's really tall. Ah, so it doesn't fit under the desk. Well, the back, it does fit under the main part of the desk where the last machine was, but there's a backboard on the desk, which it doesn't fit under. Ah, okay. So, so, it, jut, so it juts out like probably half a foot to three quarters of a foot further than it should. Really inconvenient for recording videos when yeah. they tried to sit two of us in front of the desk. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, I, I need to figure out how to DIY, maybe just cut a hole in the backboard and see. Yeah, if I told you. Just... That would probably leave my desk secu- you know, stable enough. It's all that shit. Like, so the PC could sit in there, which would be kind of nice. And then, then I can slide it all back, and then I'm good. So that was that took way longer than I had anticipated, though, to, to build this thing. It just. With what with the screws being a bit of a nightmare, what with making sure that the, the the you know the processor clipped nicely into the socket, which it felt really bad. I don't know. There's something about fitting a processor that no. doesn't feel nice. It always feels bad every time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, sh- I struggled to get the cooler to sit sensibly at first as well. Like the CPU, it's just a fan. I've only air cooled, but it's like uh, yeah, getting that to sit nice took a bit of effort. Um, yeah, the whole the whole build just took way longer, and also I had to fight eBuyer to get them to deliver it at the bloody time they said they would. God damn it! You know, it's supposed to be next day delivery before eleven. If you order before eleven p.m., and admittedly, I ordered at like ten thirty p.m. <laughs> of course, but it's like I'm still within their rules, and of course, to them it was just like, and all of their site was saying it's going to be delivered to you tomorrow, and even through the all of that day, it was said it was going to be delivered that day, and it totally wasn't, and it's like, god damn it. Just tell me the truth. I don't mind if you said it was going to be delayed. Just tell me it was delayed. Deliveries. Freaking name. Um, Who cares? That next day. I mean, come on. I I, I was eager. Yes, but well, I mean, your computer, your previous computer had pretty much broken, so that is one reason to want it as soon as possible. Yeah, it was. It was on its way out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that, that was it. Just took way more effort than I thought it would be. But everything works, other than your gra- your sound card. I'm afraid, Dan. I think that's still screwed. Oh, is it bust? Okay, fine. Yeah, check it um, then. I, I I have not been able to get that to work. I'm afraid. It's weird how it just. I don't know. I don't know what went wrong with it. It would be really weird if it just happened to break at the exact time when I maybe I knocked it or something. I doubt it though. I, I really don't know. It's it's like it, Windows can see that it's there. It just yeah. doesn't know what it is. Right, it can't, okay. it can't, fi- it can't figure out the cons to it. It's like it's, it's, it's a device of some kind. It's on PCIe. Right, it's just fucked. Like, okay. but, I, but I don't know what to do with it, and it's like, well, I don't know what to do with it past this point. 
Okay, yeah, fine. Never mind. This is yeah, a bit of a shame. I was kind of yeah. I kind of had a plan for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a new version of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be a, a later project. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, so I've been putting it through its paces. It's quite nice. Like this, it's uh, the CPU is at least twice as powerful as the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of like, if it maxes out like doing a video encode, it works twice as fast as the last one did. So that's nice. Like my video work takes half the time. Yeah. Awesome. Wait, so that's not that doesn't really count as video work when you're encoding things. I guess. Yeah. Video inconvenience. Video inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to wonder. Especially like the, I, I I actually rendered one of the like um uh one of the the, the thirty frames per second videos we had in the hood and that 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 takes yeah that was real quick that was a real quick encode compared to what it was used to so that's that's nice. Um, it also means this extra CPU pair means that I can run Dolphin. Yeah, wow. awesome. I tried like, that, by the way. Um, it's good. And, and um, but of course, I tried it with the hardest game, and it doesn't quite or it worked for the first level. And then I tried it with uh, Rogue Leader or whatever it is. Oh, okay, right. You, you gave it a real test. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's fine. It's just stuttery. That's all. Like it looks. Uh, I don't, uh, that's no. what I have. So that, I don't know if that's my that, that, CPU. Yeah, no, that to me sounds like it's like it's running a set one of the one of the threads too much because that's basically what it used to do on my old machine. Like right. running it running F zero, it would be mostly okay, but it couldn't quite keep up. I think that's it. Yeah. Some of the time, and when when certain effects were on screen, it basically halved its capabilities. Whereas right. now, it runs perfectly. I mean, I, I can't stress that enough. It runs F zero GX. With that crazy effect on the sand level that it really didn't like before, and it runs it perfectly. Awesome. It's and you know I can even run like the resolution upscales and stuff like oh this is running at just above 1080 or whatever whatever the multiplier is that it needs to apply, mm-hmm. and then downscales the result to 1080 and it's like oh it looks it still looks pretty good. It's like yeah I more I think that thing seems to work great. Sonic <laughs> Colors videos uh, once we finish with Sonic Heroes for sure. <laughs> Obviously, it's only going to take another six to twelve months. What to get through Sonic Heroes? Yes, we've still got three more fucking stories. Yeah, I know. Theoretically shorter. Theoretically, well, maybe two of them. Yeah, still, still got a while on that. Especially if we keep getting distracted. Well, you know, we don't want to keep doing the same thing every video. I know. That's our main. We We should probably only really keep one series alive. And I know that we've got FF8 Inferior alive, but I don't think we're going back to that anytime soon. We just haven't yet. I want. I kind of want to make a series of XCOM two for certain reasons. A series that we'll come to later. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so I'm I'm loving having more power. It's real good. So have you? Have you? You know what? Have you maxed it out on other than like? Ten-year-old console game. I was about to say so. So yeah, here's the thing. I haven't actually uh, tried it on much that's super modern yet because, like, I didn't really want to start anything until I'd finished the other games I was playing. Right. Like, yeah. So I've been trying. I, I put a, put an effort into finish Rise of the Tomb Raider before this podcast on the Xbox and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I don't really want to start another big open-world game like, say, GTA Five, um, which I now own. Um, awesome. Uh, before, before maybe you know finishing that open worldy sort of game, uh, you know, I, re- I only really want one big open world game on the go at a time. <laughs> yeah, fair days. Um, 
I, I have a copy of Doom now, so that's going to get a try soon. Um, I'm quite excited about that, actually. Yeah, that'll be fun. Doom. Um, yeah, so I haven't, I haven't really put it. I'm playing Overwatch still, and that now, but that ran pretty good on my last machine. Um, yeah. But it it is now running it like it's it does one it has one of the one of its options is to um, super sample, and for some reason that has automatically decided that oh hey you need you can run this at 141 percent of your old resolution and still get 120 frames out of it. Hmm. So it's like oh okay I'll just do that then, and it looks buttery smooth. It's like screw you anti-aliasing. This looks great. Buttery. Um, it's yeah, it's a real that's that's a real great looking game. Like mm. it's like otherwise I can't really notice much of a much great difference in the visual like in Overwatch. Like even though now all the effects are up to ultra, like whereas before I think most of them are on medium. It's like I actually can't oh, other than texture detail. I had to put the texture detail up because the texture detail in that game isn't actually that good. Mm. Um, but it, the, the, it's good art, not necessarily good definition. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I got just just can't actually really see where those extra effect quality is going. It was a good looking game before. Um, uh, so yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. <laughs> um, and I also tried Dirt Rally because like I said before, I really wanted to see if like the, for whatever reason, if it was something on my last system that was causing my old Sidewinder wheel to cause Dirt Rally to run like garbage. And it's like, oh, it turns out on a, fr- on a fresh install, on a fresh uh, OS, mm-hmm. Uh, no difference. Running a Sidewinder and playing Dirt Rally still causes garbage performance. There's obviously some kind of hardware limitation or some kind of weird driver issue or Dirt Something Rally is just waiting for force feedback or some kind of other wheel interaction to occur and it's it just doesn't work. And it's a, that's a real bummer. Mm. Uh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't actually got a, like, had a decent other thing on which to try it really because I, well, I want to try it maybe Colin McRae 4 but then Zach suggested well that's a Codemasters game that might not be the best the best choice for testing it and it's like mm, yeah probably right what do I have are oh, Codemasters games oh and that's another Codemasters game right mostly Codemasters ah. games <laughs> yeah so yeah that, 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 that's a bit of a bummer but I can run it at max settings, like and I can turn on the advanced blending if I want. But then I do start to dip below 120 frames if I do that. Um, like if you turn on the super advanced settings, but it's like I actually think it looks better without them, so I leave them off. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a good looking game. Like when it runs as it should. It certainly is. Yeah, and now you get to see it in all its glory. Yeah, but I can't play it in all its glory. No. Like, you don't have not, force feedback, but yeah. you barely play it at all. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I still had a good time playing it on my Xbox wheel, which unfortunately, you know, the PC drivers don't support force feedback for. But uh, I, so I still had a good, good, good time with it. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel quite as quite nice. So, so now now I'm wondering if I've reached the point where it's like I have to maybe I, I should consider getting rid of these two obsolete wheels and getting one modern one. Which would free up a bit of space in my house, I guess. <laughs> and there's potential for using it on new forces. Yeah. So, going more actually yeah, into what true. I've been playing, I did fire up Forza 6 Apex. Again, primarily to test the wheel, 
to be all like, okay, maybe, maybe I, I did want to see what Apex was like on, on PC. So uh, what Forza was like on it on PC. So let's give this a go. Ah, uh, you know what? Uh, while, while I'm at it, let's test my Sidewinder theory. Disappointingly, that thing has no wheel support. Hmm. Like none. Like I guess I get. I mean, I know Apex, and it's still marked as a beta. But you know, they're promising wheel support for Horizon Three on PC. And it's just like, well, okay, you better get get your skates on then, because you haven't done it already. Yeah, got on it. And so I was a bit disappointed when I found that out. It's like, oh, oh, all right. That's the my main driving force for wanting to play it on PC is so I could attach a wheel to it. The wheel I have. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't work. So that's no good. Um, but in terms of its actual structure, it does seem to be... Um, do you remember the sort of arcadey modes in, um, I want to say that maybe the first three Project Gotham games where it's like do a stage, get a medal ranking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing, uh, based on whether or not you meet these certain challenges. It's a little bit like that, um, in its structure, uh, rather than, I guess, the full free form go do whatever event you want structure of Forza 6. It's like, here's a subset of events, but there are a little like, mm score challenges on them there's like oh do you have to do this level with this assist off and you'll get a bit more points well that's cool or, a little bit of structure sort of yeah a little a, a little bit it's it's vaguely there um i think where some of the free-to-play stuff comes in is to make you buy cars basically because you only get um, um you basically i think you get a token for each medal you acquire so like if you get a gold medal you get three of these tokens um, and, and at the end of most events, it will say, hey, you've unlocked this car. But actually what that means is you've unlocked the ability to unlock that car using tokens. Um, or there are other, I think, paid ways of unlocking cars um, um, using perhaps using uh, real money or something like that. I haven't quite figured it out exactly because I haven't played it for long enough. Um, cause, but but it, it runs well on my machine, as you'd expect, but it doesn't really look any better than the Xbox version. Like, it, you know, it's the, it's, it is the same game. Like, it's like they haven't really up-resed any uh, assets or anything. It's, you know, it's Forza. Yeah. It's, it's, doing, it's doing what it does, and it... Um, I guess my only the only disappointment is that, like for a system like mine, it uh, and a monitor like mine is that it, the game caps at sixty frames. It won't run any better than that. Oh well, um, maybe they'll fix for, that for yeah. For most people, that's absolutely fine though. It's like, but you know, <laughs> I, I want that one twenty. Um, that's what I'm gunning for when I can. Uh, so yeah, that seems perfectly okay. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really sure if I'll spend much time with it. Cause I, as it turned out, uh, when I was playing it, I sort of realised maybe I'm not not actually ready for another Forza yet. I don't know. It's like like Forza. F- I guess it's been a while since I played Forza Five now, but I was playing this, thinking, yeah, I'm not sure I really want to do this. Mm. It's too too samey to Five, as it turns out. Um, yep. Yeah, so there was that. Um, uh, I got my uh, fight stick out and played some Skullgirls. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 a, that's a great fighting game. It's really great. I tried going online. No one's playing it. <laughs> <laughs> At least on PC. There's no, there's no one there. Um, but yeah, that's a really well-structured, interesting fighting game. And I'm, I'm able to do things... I'm, I'm able to play it better on the stick, for sure, than I was on a controller. Um, that's just... 
yeah, guaranteed. There are certain like of the com some of the tutorial like levels where it forced you to do actually a really long combo um, and stuff like that in order to demonstrate one of its systems. And but you've actually still got to do the combo to see the system come into play. And it's like, oh, you know, and that I can. It's hard, but I can pull this off now where I've never been able to on a controller. So, fight sticks. Recommend. And I would recommend Skullgirls if you don't mind playing against AI. Because <laughs> there's no online community there. Um, which is a show. It's a good game. Uh, I, I, I guess the only real thing I should really talk about at this point is I completed Rise of the Tomb Raider. And how does that end? So, all right. Uh, overall, uh, I think from you know, remember from what I said last time, it's like I think that's a it's a really good looking game. It runs pr- pretty solidly on Xbone. Like you know, it, it it noticeably dips under thirty in a few spots, but you know, it's yeah, it generally runs pretty well. It's not it's not uh, to the detriment of the experience. Um, it's. Uh, and it's more tomb raiding. It's more of the first game, but maybe with a few more tombs. Or at least that's how I felt. The more I've sort of been digging into this, the more I've been playing it. Is it? Yeah. Things about it. It should. I should feel that it's a better game because, in many ways, it's ticking the boxes that I of the problems I felt the first game had. So there's more yeah. tombs, and the tombs are well done. The, the sort of there's only like nine of them in the end, but that's still like twice yeah. as many as there were in the last game. Yeah, and it's uh, and and they are interesting little puzzles. Um, uh, and those and those are good. Uh, well done. I like, but but then they almost went too far down the road of okay, people wanted more tombs. We we will read this as this game needs more side content in general. And made this a ridiculous collectathon. There's so much crap everywhere, like there's documents and relics and yeah, things I things mean, that reveal other things and I, stuff buried underground that you can't get until you've done this other thing. And it's and then when you get it, it doesn't mean uh, anything oh, much. No, yeah, it's all like... yeah, it's it's rotten with that Co- stuff. Collect the feathers like, and the treasure. Yeah. Chest. Oh my god, it's, it's so like much like the feathers. It's, At least yeah, the treasure chest used to appear on the map. <laughs> the fence is like, anyway. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, is like some of these, some of these things, like some of the narrative stuff you get, some of the documents and stuff. Like, okay, some of the stories they tell are a little bit interesting, but it also suffers a little bit from like, um, I don't know, like, like it doesn't make a great deal of sense. And this is actually where a lot of Tomb Raider starts to fall apart for me. And it's like, and I know it shouldn't because I should treat it a bit like Indiana Jones and like Uncharted and stuff like that. And that this is a game. I shouldn't apply real logic to it. But for some reason with this, I, I, I find myself doing that all the time. Like, so, okay, you, the documents you find are like diaries and stuff of like old travelers and stuff like that. And of course, because it's a game, all of the diaries you find in a certain area are written by the same guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Or yeah. Or, or, or there'll be some through lines and uh, like between some characters and like they'll pop up in some places and it's like, ah, oh, that, that, the, the tracker, I remember him from earlier. Like, so what was he up to in this area? Um, and that's all fine when it comes to like the ancient scripts and the scrolls that you find. Where my brain goes, uh, what? 
is when you're finding like a billion dictaphones about the place that have all been used by the bad guys and it's like and it, like generally like there's like two or th- there's like three or four characters <laughs> yeah there's like three or four characters that speak into these like millions of dictaphones and it's like <laughs> Shouldn't you have just brought one of these and like kept it in your pocket or something? It's not just dropped it everywhere. Oh man! And for some reason, that just really just got to me after a while. It's like it's no, lazy, really, isn't it? This is really stupid. Well, it's because there's no like there's no, there's no modern. Well, yeah, way there, of doing there's lo- that. Yeah. no logical modern technology for leaving diaries around the place. You just even, leave diaries. Well, yeah, you even go old school and actually physically write things again, or you have some kind of then, like next game you come along, you'll just have like this guy had a million iPhones and he's just left them all over the place. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think the most Watch kind of the, the the one that made most sense in something like Deus Ex is like reading people's email. You hack it, yeah. and then it's like that. Oh, makes that sense. made that made perfect sense. I yeah. mean, yeah, Quantum Break has that as well, and I think that yeah. makes less sense there because you're literally stumbling upon people's laptops, and it's like well, suddenly, time travel though. That's really past any I guess. Like that, that that was stupid there as well. But you kind of forgave it because the narrative stuff in Quantum Break is actually really quite good. It's like dictaphone um, but, diaries would make sense if it was like old school and it was just like the tapes. Because then you would have a bunch of tapes because those tapes are quite small. Yeah. <laughs> and you could just leave them lying around. Not like a whole fucking dictaphone that's a self-contained unit and has internal memory. That doesn't make any sense at that point. Hmm. You need the recording device, the recording element of it to come out. Yeah, 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 yeah. USB sticks that somehow plug into a recorder. Yeah, that would make a way more sense, actually. Like, it's still kind of dumb because this guy's like just burned through 10 USB sticks. Yeah. Like, whilst like you, how big are these USB in, sticks? In, like, 256 megs. Yeah. We can only do a 10 minute recording and then we have to get another one. Whilst out in a remote part of Siberia, you know. <laughs> this would make sense if maybe you set this in 1999 yes, and USB exactly. was just becoming a thing. And for some reason, this guy was super USB focused. Oh no! You actually not tell a lie. You'd probably do it on Sony memory sticks at that point in time. Yeah, exactly. Um, memory uh, stick. What did they do with that trademark? They have the. They own the word memory stick. What do they do with that? Nothing now. Oh, I mean, they tried to keep it alive, didn't they? For the oh yeah, for the PSP PSP age. Oh yeah. Oh, and the yeah PS2 memory cards. Didn't they? They were memory stick powered or something. Some bullshit. Magic gate. Yeah. Do you remember Magic, Magic gate? gate? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a story at one point that Sony had to downgrade what Magic Gate was because the government didn't like the level of encryption that it used? Which is obviously nonsense. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. that's a long time ago. I might have to dig that up. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that that sort of little element is a bit, but it's just like the, the you know you're just, you're basically just wandering around these giant, very nicely well not giant these pretty big areas, just you know. Doing tedious stuff. Knock, 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 knock. What is knocking on your mic? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like a knock, 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 knock. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that started to wear me down towards the end. Um, and so, you know, it got to a point where it's like, right, let's just mainline to the end of this and then let's see if I really want to go back and do some of these collectathons. Which, as it turns out, I did. Because it's actually, like, it may be not that interesting, but it's also quite a relaxing way to just pass time. If you know what I mean? It's like that open world thing where I'm just going to wander over here. I'm just going to go do this thing. You know, it's not really stressful or 
necessarily engaging, but it's, you know, it's an okay thing to do in that sort of way. I don't know. Come on, you got to move on to um, GTA. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's probably, that's probably way more interesting, but yeah. So I was doing a bit of that. Um, so and I, and I also need to address the story in this because I kind of tore tore apart the last Tomb Raider games writing as being just straight up bad rubbish. Um, yeah, and this is still written. Sorry, by sorry, Terry Pratchett's daughter, but daughter. Yeah, and this is still written by her, I believe. This new one, but the tale is way more grounded. As in, it's not so the pacing isn't so odd, unlike in the first game where it was. The first game was basically like, oh, we're going to go do this thing. Supernatural disaster. Everyone's really confused about it. Let's go do it again. Oh, supernatural disaster. Uh, and some weird other stuff. Um, let's, and everyone's really confused about it. It doesn't know what's going on. It's like, really? This has happened twice now. I can see what's going on. <laughs> and like, and I've read some stuff about that explains what's going on. It's like, what is this? And it's like, uh, yeah, it just it just all felt a bit a bit off, um, but it's way more interesting, kind of off than what this story ended up being. Like this, uh. uh, it's kind of dull. It's like it's sort of better in the sense that it's the writing is better. It feels more solid. The progression feels way more natural. Ha- Lara doesn't feel quite so stupid. Um, or she is pretty annoying still. I don't know, she feels a bit bratty in this. Like, oh, I've got to do it because of my father's love. My dead father's love. I've right. Got to revenge him somehow. Prove he was right. And I don't care what you all think. I might bring about the end of the world. I don't care. I've got to my dad. And yeah, that gets, that gets a bit tedious. But like the first half of the game. Um, and it's kind of all you're going on, really, for a long time. And it's like the game doesn't really do the supernatural thing until very late on. So you're not really exposed to the weirdness to sort of, which is, you know, the interesting parts, I guess, mm. of Tomb Raider oddness. And it's like you're not really exposed to that till very late game. Um, although, you know, you know some of what's going on, but from narrative objects and stuff, but, you know, not. It's yeah. You don't you don't really know, and there is a sort of a sort of twist that if you can yeah you can kind of see coming. So that that wasn't that great either. <laughs> and it's just yeah, it's just a bit dull. I don't know. Like well done for not making it so nuts and unbelievable, but mm. by making it believable, you've also made it boring. Boring. <laughs> oh well. And, yeah. Get it right eventually. Yeah, bit of a sh- bit of a shame. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I don't really know. It just everything feels like when I think about it, and again, maybe my memory of the original game is now a bit better. Like, it just little, little, every little thing feels a little bit worse in some ways. It's like I actually think the stealth, actually, apart from the stealth, the stealth feels, and maybe this is because I've been playing Metal Gear and I've got a lot better at stealth. But that's it, it's super generous with the stealth mechanics. Um, apart from when it isn't, and then there's no way of going back to stealth. It's like, oh, I'm in combat now. Better fight my way out of this. Mm. Um, and, you know, when you're playing it for on normal difficulty, the combat is a bit clunky when it gets into melee range, but, you know, with gunplay, it's fine. It's that typical sort of, this isn't designed as a shooter primarily kind of control scheme. You know how that feels, you know, a little bit swimmy with the aim. Yep, a little yep, bit. Yep, yep. It's, 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 it, yeah. yeah, it's one of those. 
So you know what you're getting into. Um, like Uncharted was quite guilty of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially in the early ones. Mm. Um, well, the early one, especially. It got it got mostly okay by two. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. It's uh, so you know, combat is, is is what it is. That hasn't really changed a great deal. Um, it's just like the little things. Like uh, maybe I'm just noticing. Maybe maybe I expected more from a sequel. Um, like so, I went into score attack, which is one of the new modes. Edit- oh, I don't know if, know if it was in the original or not, but like, so they've got this score attack mode where you can basically like go into replay a segment of the game, and it'll be like a little uh, slice of it, I guess. And but there'll be like extra stuff and extra challenges you could do along the way. Like oh, like don't like, make sure you headshot a certain number of guys with the bow while stealthed. Or I'll make sure you do these things. There's these extra lanterns and wisp points around as well. It's like if you shoot the lanterns, you'll get extra points. Or if you run over these wisps, you'll 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 get a little bit of points, but keep your multiplier alive and things like that. So there's a little more, you know, it puts a little bit of a scoring spin on the on the normal game. And I thought this would be fine. So I thought like I, let's let's get in, let's get clever with this and let's up the difficulty a little bit so my kills are worth a bit more. And it's like man. All upping the difficulty in that game does is just show how bullshit that combat combat really is. Right? Yeah. It's just it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't hold up to putting it in a hard difficulty. Like it's just at that point, it's just like, oh, well, I'm 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 getting shot from behind cover, and everyone's still in front of me. That doesn't strike me as fair. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, I can. So the quick way to do this segment is to get my arrow out and. uh, pull down that strut. Oh, I can't do that in hard mode because everyone just kills me while I'm doing that. Um, oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll have a melee fight with this guy. And I'll be in the middle of a finisher, you can be killed because obviously when you're having a melee fight with dudes, the enemy AI are still shooting right at their friendly dudes. You know, it's irritating little things like that where you're just like, oh, come on, and makes it very um, just not enjoyable at all. It's like... Yeah, don't play that game in hard mode. It's no fun, no fun at all. It doesn't even know. feel cha- it, it just doesn't feel challenging in a good way. It's not like I no, need these, just, these. There are odds cheap. to overcome, yeah. and it, yeah, it feels cheap and bad. It's like so. There are other like little weird oddities you can do as well. Like you can there are modifier cards, which is where the game's like store mechanics come into play. I guess you can buy currency to buy more card packs if you want, which are then which then represent themselves as modifiers to the score attack mode. Like, hey, here's a silly little modifier. Let's We'll give you 5% more score if you play it with Lara in big head mode. <laughs> or, hey, you can get 50% more score if you play as vampiric mode, where your health only recovers out of combat or if you melee finish someone mid-combat. Like, things like that. Uh, it's... Um, or hey, you you like get all the, you will take away all of your bow skills, so you're only allowed to use basic bow in order to do this. But we'll make your bow so it can zoom really far, so you can use it as a sniper rifle. <laughs> sniper bow, yeah, yeah. So it does weird things like that, and and I I looked at it for like a few minutes and it was just like, nope, <laughs> that's not interesting enough. I see what you're trying to do there. You're trying to tack on a card based system into the but when your combat's not strong enough to warrant it. I'm not. I'm not in. So I probably won't do any of that. Fair. I, I, yeah. As I played my one round in hard mode and was just like, nope, not for me. So I think I'm done with that game now. Cool. I think I'm out. I think I'm out. Like it's. It was. As Zach described, Mirror's Edge. It's fine. 
it just uh, and I, I would go as far as to say it's good but it's just it's a very I don't know doesn't make you feel super great good if you know what I mean it's just like it's yeah good. I do yeah yeah you have to say it in that tone as in it's good rather than it's good it's fine yeah um, I'm on the last boss of Zelda, which I still haven't done. I haven't gone back to it since I got there and died horribly. I just, <laughs> I, I just, I, yeah, I know. I should, I should just finish it. It's one of those things like with boss. I don't know. It's something about long boss encounters in Nintendo games. It's just like I find them tedious going to retry them. Like I don't even remember that one being that long, but I don't really remember. Yeah, it. It's a couple phase Ganon fight, but it just seems to take a while to to hurt him enough to get to the second phase. I guess it has those dumb bats, doesn't it? Where it's just like you're just running around for a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they're not bats, are they? They're spectral chickens, of course. Got to reuse that cooking model for something. And I don't even remember. Actually, maybe, maybe I think so. Maybe there's a third phase, I don't know. Maybe I haven't even got to the spectral chickens. I can't remember. Well, you know when I you just get remember to the, the end. I just remember the dude, like, he's just, like, you know, pig Ganon yeah. type thing appears, and he's just trying to stab me with a giant spear, and then there's, like, a second phase where he... I can't even remember what happens. Like, you kill him, and then he comes back. I guess the end... And then, I guess the chicken bit might be in the actual end phase, when you actually use the merge mechanic again in the, in the fight. Oh, right, yeah, because you can't use that where I am, because there's stuff all over the walls. Yeah. Okay, so there's there's more than I thought to it. It's like, oh, that makes me want to do. Well, it. the last bit isn't like difficult apart from like you just have to avoid getting hit during the chicken phase, and then it's basically like a sequence. It's not oh, really okay. an actual fight. It's like you have to do the one specific thing in a specific way that causes you to win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. in the classic Zelda fashion. But yeah, I got into getting up to that point. I think it was while I was camped out in your house, Dan, actually waiting for you to wake up a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> like I got into a real rhythm. Actually, just just gunning through the last through last few uh, uh, of the temple things to get the sieges. Yeah, and it's like yeah, cool. that 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 game is actually quite good. If you, like, I think that game might be better actually if you play it in the way that I didn't, and actually just stick with it, keep on it, treat it like running, and keep on it. Mm. Yeah, uh, get in the game, groove. Good, good, good game, though. Good game. GG, GG. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, I think I think I'm out. I think that's me done. Coolio. So I had to wrap up some Tomb Raider, mummy style. <laughs> um, I bought some games in the sale. Ooh. Um, um, what, what was it? The Witness and um, Dare the Tentacle. So that's what I'm most of me. I've been mostly playing Dare the Tentacle, <laughs> oh, <laughs> classic right. 1994 adventure game. Um, or whenever sure. it was. Uh, it's remastered. Uh, it looks pretty nice, and it sounds really good. I don't know how they managed to. I don't know if they originally recorded the voices in decent quality. They must have done because they're the same voices. Mm. I'm pretty sure, and they sound fine. Probably good. Go find some dat tapes. Yeah, I think that's what they did, and uh, sounds great. And um, the music's all re-recorded, and that's really good. If you flick back to classic mode, then you get all the new, you know, um, cleaned up voices because it's obviously the same, but you get the mm. MIDI music kits in and it's like, wow, 
Yeah, they've done oh, quite it, a nice job of. Does uh, it does it play the MIDI and using your 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 you know your sound cards like I doubt it. Does it or, or does it emulate the sort of like non sound fonted style of MIDI where it's all like that weird sort of like super tinny noise? Yeah, and... it's pretty tinny. Yeah, so I reckon it's that way. But um, uh, it, awesome. uh, it's pretty nice how they've redone the music, and I never played this one really, and well, I never got very far in the original whereas i i know sam and max and games like that and monkey island a bit better but um th- so this one i'm like oh crap need to work out all the puzzles <laughs> and they've got mm-hmm. like a not bad new interface where you right click and get a little wheel with all the verbs on you know this game's oh, got cool. like right. push pull open close talk sure so click. remastered mode doesn't have the bar permanently on the no it doesn't screen. have the bar no um yeah but as soon as you hit f1 you see the the classic old bar come back, but it's pretty easy to play, um, you know. And you can you know hit L and click to look, and hit U and click to use if you want with the keyboard mm-hmm. if you prefer. But it's easy enough to like right click and stuff. Uh, yeah, and um, so you're not finding yourself having to go through every verb on every object just yet, or no, not quite. Although there's a lot of puzzles which are like. Ah, oh, I've got an idea. I could do this thing, and it works. But then it gets you another item, and you don't really know. You know, it's not like it's a sequence, but you I don't. See. You're like, yeah. oh, great, and you're like, yes, I figured something out. And then you're like, oh, now I just need to figure but out something what, else. <laughs> yeah. What on earth do I do with this? <laughs> yeah, basically. And there's a lot of like flushing things down toilets and picking them up in other timelines, and uh, I'm not really sure how much of things. Uh, it seems like the only restriction really to moving things through time is if they actually fit in the toilet. Um, so um, right. you could move things between the three characters, you know, pointlessly, I think. Um, so it's quite hard to like tell where you're going to need things and stuff. You know, it's just like... I seem to remember they said there might have been a little refinement in that you can time toilet without actually having to visit the toilet or something now, like, because that would... <laughs> Oh really? Original, that was super tedious. I think there was a trick or something you can oh, do. I don't know that trick because I've been going back to the loo every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I heard it on. Maybe uh, I can drag podcast. and drop onto the symbol of the person or something. That would be good. maybe. Yeah, yeah. But generally, I'm I'm doing it the old-fashioned way. Um, and yeah, it's really funny, <laughs> and um, it holds up quite well. And the art is quite nice. I mean, it's like. Does, it, does the art work in a non-pixel form? Cause yeah, like just, I think They've basically does. taken the old art and just smoothed it, right? Well, I think there's some... Well, I think there's quite a bit of human element. I don't think it's all tool-assisted with those algorithms. Like, I think you can no, see... No, 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 no. No, I think it's all been redrawn, but redrawn yeah. to match the original, like, like, like pixel look. Yeah, if well... you see what I mean. Like, following the same curves, following the same... Yeah, curves. well, I mean, the style of it is very kind of curvy and, and kind of twisted um, perspective and stuff anyway, in terms of the cartoon. Yeah. So it actually looks really nice now that it's... I mean, it, it worked in pixels because it was really... Everything was really exaggerated. But it works especially well now in full thing because it's real curves, you know. Um yeah, rather than oh, good because oh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure about that. I think from when I first saw it, and I saw it still. Maybe maybe it's one of those things that plays better a bit in motion. But I don't know. Like there was some about it, which is like, yeah, you know what? This looks a bit flat as a result of you staying so true to the original. Uh, yeah, I could see that, but I think it works. I think I mean the main thing is one. Um, if you go back to the old 
version when you when the camera pans it does it in a really jerky way yeah yeah uh, whereas it pans really smoothly obviously in the uh, they they could have maybe fixed that but i guess they wanted it to be fully the same experience the old style yeah yeah, uh, yeah which classic. it pretty much is which is which is great. It's great that they they went as far as keeping the old music. Actually, I was I'm almost oh, wasn't yeah. expecting them to go that far. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's you, quite, it's that's basically quite cool. the same. I think it's cleaned mm. up, you know, sat, um, voices, like I say. But yeah, it, it it's it's pretty authentic, and yeah, it's cool. It's great. It's a really funny game. Uh, so check that out. Uh, yeah, and I started uh, what, the witness, I guess, but I didn't get that far. Um, I went down to the desert area okay. and did that first dungeon thing, or whatever you call them, that first puzzle where you, to activate the first laser beam. You've lit the laser, yeah. Yeah, so I've, I've done one, um, and it took me, um, I don't know, maybe five minutes until I got the idea of those puzzles. Oh, wait, so the, so the, the desert was your first laser? So yeah. Did, did you miss the actual desert, right? What, the reflection desert? The underground the reflection desert, yeah, with the underground. Oh right, yeah. Well, okay, so like the first place I stumbled upon was like the Chinese rock or whatever. The how would you the describe mirror. that? Wait, we didn't complete that reflections so, of mirrors here. You so, mean I mean the, the oh sorry mirrored the, puzzles rather than the see the shimmer. see the thing in the reflection. Hey, smudge hold on. Puzzle. Yeah, I did the see the reflection smudge puzzles basically right. i did that one and i okay. did the yeah, ones yeah. with the trees but they didn't that i didn't know that just led me to some yeah, clue for something else so that didn't do anything and then yeah, i couldn't that's... get into the other two so I, d- I didn't know what to do for the the little dock oh wait so you haven't so... actually been able to get up okay interesting well you have to go down to the building first. so in the hut you have to do the hut first okay yeah yeah so I, obviously i didn't do the hut properly or whatever so i couldn't get to the next part so i skipped that and went straight to the desert so i need to Fair go enough. back and yeah. figure out that puzzle that i obviously missed because i couldn't figure out whatever it was well, the desert is probably by far the longest area it is one really? of the longer ones yeah oh, oh cool it's... i thought they'd all be like that because i was like i think oh, it's it's, it's, it's it, it's sort of made longer by the water room yeah i did the, it took me a while on the last part of the water room i think not yeah, the last the, but the second to last part of the i think there was one puzzle in the water room where i didn't understand what it actually did or whether it helped yeah um, there was anyway so there was, there was well, there's, there's one there's some way. elements that were only really makes it makes it clear like at the end well, it's i guess very and you're easy like, to, oh that's what that was doing it's very easy to not notice that there's like a couple of the puzzles in the water room turn on additional lights yeah yeah it, it, it doesn't make a big deal of it like it does in quite a lot of the other places where things yeah. happen <laughs> yeah it's like oh i can only solve this now because that light is on is on and, yeah, yeah. But there's still quite a lot of. I, I definitely, you know, filled and emptied that tank quite a few times. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but that was fun. Took, took quite but a while. I didn't. I I got through that, so I was like, cool. I get kind of the idea of this game. This is kind of cool. I just don't know what I missed on the earlier part, so I need to go back. So you haven't had the oh snap moment yet. Oh, then again, you've watched the. the <laughs> you watched that video. So did, how far in the salad video did you get? No, maybe I, maybe which, I which spoiler which spoiler warning? Oh, I don't know. I probably didn't watch the one, whole two, thing. or three. <laughs> I probably didn't watch the whole thing. If you're, if you're okay, right. fine. I need to do the whole. I mean, my only oh snap so far was the reflection thing. 
Okay, um, sure. sure. With the I mean, monster. even seeing those fucking smudge monitors, most people don't get that very easily. No, that that's, <laughs> that took me. I mean, it took me a little while to spot it when I was wandering around the top of the desert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's that, what I meant. Just, yeah. just even, yeah. just even initialize that. Whole that's what zone. I'm saying. That took me five yeah. minutes until I found until I saw that reflection and I was like, oh, I got it now. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sort of. That's also one of the the least returned to mechanics. It's, yeah. it's which, which is which I'm yeah. grateful for. I mean, it's like yeah. it's probably the least obvious one as well. It's like right. it's the longest zone, and it's the hardest to get into, and it's the least used thereafter. Oh. I feel quite good about it then. If that was yeah. my first one, and then it was a hard one. I mean, the swamp, the swamp is probably at least as hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The okay, swamp's cool. a bit tricky. Yeah. I'll get Got back that into pet- that. Mate. Petrus pieces. I carry on with that tonight. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to hear you get on. That's a, it's a, it's a fascinating game. Yeah, so I'm having fun. Uh, and uh, that's it. I, I need to carry on with Metal Gear still because I need to finish <laughs> that before I play XCOM. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but I haven't. I've been playing those two instead, so never mind. Segway! Right. Yeah, that was good. Zachary that's Burgess. <laughs> Real soon, apart from I'm not going to talk about it, it's gone first. I'm going to talk about oh. Factory first. Oh. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Saving the best of love. Yeah, exactly. No. So, you showman, you. Yeah. Oh, by the I way, did... all of Star Trek is on Netflix, if you haven't noticed. So, go and watch Star Trek and do nothing else. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> For yeah. a million years. <laughs> Are even the bad ones on there? It's yeah, like... the animated series is on there. <laughs> it's literally everything. All of DS9. And also TNG and TOS, I guess, is the like nice, really nicely remastered ones. Like well, TNG the... looks amazing. I don't know. But it's... Have they done more than the first season of TNG? And yeah, yeah, I think it's all done at this point. It's all done? Okay, I think wow. so, yeah. I mean, I was watching uh, season three, you know, uh, The Best of Both Worlds, and it looked great. And, mm. you know, it's not only have they done the... It's not just the special effects. It's like they've got the film and cleaned it up or whatever. Yeah, well, they re- re-imported it or something, didn't they? Yeah. As best they could. And it looks tried so to, good. Tried to recrop it so they didn't show bits that are off camera and stuff like that that shouldn't have been there. And... If you compare it to the 90s standard death of some of the other stuff, it's just, it's amazing, the quality. It's, it's great. Because, yeah, because, like, modern TV shows are filmed in, obviously, high def, but, like, they don't have the cleanness of a Star Trek set and a Star Trek costumes, so it looks really kind of... Well, like I, guess, a... I, guess they, I guess they didn't have to texture them as much, right, for SD? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. All flat. Anyway, yeah, Factorio. interesting to see. Yeah, come on then, let's get this over with. Well, Sailing boys. we determined that Factorio had had sufficient post-patch patches to be in a reasonably playable state for the multiplayer to happen again. So it's patch patches? Or do you mean post-version 1 patches? No, it's not version 1. It's like, it's there's a, a mid, like a, yeah, it's yeah. like a mid-content patch or whatever, an alpha patch, and then the patches to fix all the bugs that they introduced. <laughs> so we went back into the multiplayer on that and... I had the same problem that I had last time. Right. Of yeah. being like, God damn it, this factory is so inefficient. <laughs> <laughs> I need to teach you how to build. But I can't. That'd be rude. <laughs> I'll just let you do your thing. And I'll be over here telling you that you... we're going to need more circuits right, at some we point. Need to, we need to do some social engineering here. <laughs> like, like, so how can we... Uh... <laughs> How can we uh, alleviate your problems with this? Like, can we, like, would it work to just, like, feel like, oh, you know, if you did it like this, it would, uh, it would be like 66.66% uh, well, tried... recurring. Uh, <laughs> you don't need numbers. Yeah. I tried warning them. Uh, it's mainly like when, when you have like a single factory making circuits and it's like that's fine initially, but then what the like, 
even just if you just look at the numbers, like the blue circuits that you need later on take 20 of the initial circuits per one. And it's like, you know you're going to need a lot of fucking circuits at some point. Mm. <laughs> like a really large number. Dump circuits as far as you can. I'm considering, like, maybe I should just, like, start taking screenshots of my Sono factories and be like, look at this awesome factory I made. Isn't this awesome? Look oh, how efficient it is. Oh, see, don't, don't, even, uh, <laughs> don't even say this is how you should build it. It's just like, hey, check, check this out. I think I've got this, man. Yeah, exactly. So you, see, you see that Space Kim, like, solution? <laughs> this is that. Exactly. So, yeah, I've been playing it solo as well. The, the main bug that annoys me still is, is and it hasn't been fixed, which is like the map generation is still screwy. It just right. makes things kind of ugly and inconvenient. Maybe they like it like that. Yeah, well, they did. They it was weird because they made a, a like blog post about their pro, you know, while they were making patches and stuff. They made a blog post about various things, but in there they were like, "We've heard some people have had problems with the terrain generation, but we can't recreate it." And it's like. It's literally the whole train generation. It's fucked. You just click go and it makes a really bad level. <laughs> I don't know how... It, that's not like a, a reproduction problem. That's just how the game works at the moment. <laughs> Does it sound like they... Unless that was... That would very much was a, yeah, a, like, a different dramatic problem where it didn't spawn certain things. Well, there's two reasons why they might say that. Either it's a kind of subtle way to say this is what we intended. <laughs> right. Like, it's not broken because this is how we want it now. Yeah. Or there's the other problem where they might have been testing on a map that already existed and not walked away, walked outside the zone to generate new terrain and therefore see that it's different. Uh, so because they might have like a testing map for the purposes of having everything already set up, so they could just run yeah, tests yeah. or whatever. So they might not know that the terrain generation is fucked because they haven't seen it generate any more terrain. Maybe, yeah. But even then, they'd all only have to go into the game and generate a new map, and it'd be fairly obvious. <laughs> so, oh, this looks like garbage. So we'll see what happens with that. But then maybe they want you to be making a factory on Garbage Planet. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we've played quite a lot of that. We still haven't finished the game in either of these games. My one by myself or the multiplayer one. We're pretty close on the multiplayer one. We're basically at the point where we just have to wait for the rocket to build and then launch it. Waiting for the rocket to build is probably going to be the really long part of that because we don't have enough production <laughs> of a lot of things. It's a bit inefficient. Yep. Just going to stand here for like two hours while it slowly processes these resources that we could be doing much quicker. Can you just build some more? We've got more space. Well, there, was, there, was, just build? there was a point while, while they were away from the base destroying aliens to get the alien artifacts we needed. I was just like, maybe I'll just stealthily rebuild this whole thing while they're not here. <laughs> <laughs> But the problem is I didn't think I had enough time. I was like, I could probably rebuild this, but I would have to like disassemble everything that's here and that would like really inconvenience us if we did need to use any of it. I'll be honest, I'm finding this part of your gameplay experience way more interesting than the game. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. It's still still continuing to be the same, more or less. Just like slightly nicer, slightly more Again, like nice options, like when you can just bring up a list of all your trains and you can see where they stop and you can remotely access their schedule and just uh, reprogram they, them on the fly. They borrow that from OpenTTD. Yeah, it seems like yeah. something similar. So yeah, there's that. Game uh, achievements. How, how far until they uh, reach version one? Do you think till it comes out of early access? Well, that's the weird thing because it's like they 
seem to know more or less what they want for version one because there mm. was the whole thing where they were going to make after you launched the rocket there was going to be like a section in space where you were building on like a contained space platform so it's okay. going to like limit your area and then you're going to build on that and that was going to be like the end game right but they suggested at some point that they were going to drop drop that because they just don't think they can finish that in time for when they want to release version one so it's mm. like they sort of know a vague time scale and what sort of content level they want but i just don't think they said right so <laughs> so so yeah there's no indication there's no well that's good in a way I, I, i'd like them to you know doing early access processes i suppose have some surprises still up their sleeves right? true but that, you know, like the idea that they also suggested that like that maybe the space platform segment could be put in post-launch that they sort of as suggested like an epilogue or something. Well, they sort of suggested it as like some kind of DLC, and it's like, no, don't do that. Mm. So if you're going to do post-launch stuff, at least just do it free, like well, all uh, the other uh, games. Because of course the community would say that. Well, but, well, yeah. but, yeah, but there's so much precedent for that now with all these other games that have updated well after 1.0. And they're going to continue to, like Starbound, when that comes out at the end of this month, that's going to yep. continue to update well after has one point own theory. Has that got a subtitle now? Is it like Starbound something something? No, something? I don't think so. I thought it sort of had a bit more text on it last time I saw it. <laughs> well, we'll see when they update the launcher. When, yeah, so, yes. when the screen pops up and it says whatever it says. Like they keep updating their logo on the launcher. <laughs> that's been updated several times. Through oh, the, is it? Yeah, yeah. Through the progress of the early access. So I expect I'll be playing Starbound a bunch shortly when that comes out. Sure. Mm-hmm. Again. Potentially multiplayer again. Or both in multiplayer and single player. <laughs> as, as will be inevitable. And then I also played some XCOM 2 because, you know, bought that in the sale at last. It's it, time. It got sufficiently cheap, I guess. And what's the Zeg verdict on XCOM 2? Well... There's stuff to talk about, but there's mainly two things that I want to complain about, mainly. <laughs> step one, let's complain. <laughs> yeah, step one, complaining. Uh, there's two major problems that I had initially that really stood out, which was, firstly, like, basically every mission has a time limit, and that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I never like being of, rushed. It kind of makes it not very fun. To be constantly rushed, and it like you feel like you can have less tactical options, even though you have so many more like different skills and builds and stuff. So I went and looked this up. Your look, because you told me about this. Yeah. Like, so I went and had a had a bit of a browse around what the opinion on this timescale thing was, and it is very polarizing. Mm. Like, there are some players that really dig it because they think it forces them into a, a, a into thinking that's perhaps outside their normal strategies. Of the game, maybe like players of the original XCOM that come to this and there's all like, oh, right, this is a new challenge. Okay, I'm into this. And then you've got the players like you, and I think like us, like I think I would be the same. And I, you know, Dan sounds like he'd be the same as well. Yeah. Where it's just like, nah, that's not, that's not what I want. I don't like time limits in general. Like, like in Metal Gear, occasionally there's one. It's like timed stealth. No, give me yeah. oh, a well, sneak. There's like some, some problems of the time issue in XCOM is just like, so. To some extent, it feels like you don't have enough time to do the cool things, which is one of the problems. <laughs> right. like when you don't want to waste a turn moving people into position, you want because you don't have enough time to shoot everything. 
like you run out of time. So there was one mission that I got into quite early on where there was a six turn time limit to get to this thing and hack it. And just in pure movement, it would probably take three turns just to get there. And then there's like eight aliens you have to shoot along the way. And it's like, that is a real close, tight time limit. And I couldn't actually do that mission in the end. I tried several different times to get there and I just couldn't find it, find a way to do it. She tried to cheese it basically, but then still couldn't. Yeah. And that, so that leads to like the sub problems of the time limit, which is that I feel like maybe because of the levels being slightly more randomly generated, it has to assign a time limit that can fit a randomly generated level. And maybe that doesn't always work. Right. Like sometimes so it can generate something that's just like slightly too difficult for you to do, especially so, at that stage in the game or whatever. So in theory, do you know where you're on these missions? Do you know where you have to go? Do you know the, can you see the area? Yeah, you can see where the, the target is. Okay. So you know how you have to get there. You just don't know like how many alien patrols or whatever there might sure. be. In between. Yeah, the yeah. And then the other, other problem of the time limit is that they, I should also say before I mention any more of these other problems is basically all of the stuff that I'm going to complain, complain about particularly in the time limits you can totally fix it with mods there's already mods that solve all these problems if you just want to go into the Steam Workshop and download them which sounds great but the other problem with- uh, see I might be okay at trying the time limits just but you make them sound like they are so harsh that if there was just a mod to make them to ease them yeah there is a mod then like adds two or three waters every time then, then, then great <laughs> yeah like, exactly. I'd, like, I'd probably give it a go for a bit and if I had yeah the same opinion then it's just like yep yeah, you know what I'll just ease these up because these are the sucky part of the game yeah and the other problem with the, so the other problem with the time limits is most missions you start in stealth like you because it's a guerrilla operation you come in stealthily and then you you basically get an ambush where you. What's brought up the achievements though? What do you mean? If you apply the mod. To I movies. don't know how it reacts to mods. Yeah. So you come in stealth. You you can have a chance to make an ambush, but in all in any mission where there's a timer, the timer always goes even while you're in stealth, where it doesn't make any sense. Where it's oh. like, <laughs> well, it says they haven't even triggered the effect, but you're still. Well, no, it's because it's or... like you you're you're going on a mission to steal this valuable valuable data cache or whatever that the aliens have yeah or like a laptop or something that you need to hack and you're you arrive you're in stealth and the aliens have already set the thing up to self-destruct for no apparent reason because they don't even know you're there <laughs> and it's like that's not how that should work yeah that's, yeah, that, that's bad <laughs> that's really dumb also yeah stealing and that yeah sort of hack to get into somewhere to do the yeah if you're in stealth there's you're you should be able to do that whole mission yeah, instead. You're supposed to be cat burglaring <laughs> it, right? Like, yeah. You should be able to do that without even firing. You should just be able to ha- coincidentally avoid all the patrols and sneak. Although, you know, there's cameras. That might be impossible, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. That's done. So, yeah, there's been a couple of times where there's like, I'm finishing the mission literally on the last possible turn. There was one mission where I only got out, got out of it because another thing that's a problem is it doesn't really necessarily tell you every mechanic very well so like hacking in the tutorial you hack a door and your guy is right next to it and you hack and you hack it and it's like that's fine that's that's the introduction tutorial to the hacking but then one of your character classes once they level up a bit gets like a a floaty helper robot thing that follows them around and that can hack stuff remotely so it like flies out to the target and then it it does the hacking there Mm. and so you think you can hack things remotely but you can't hack everything remotely, only some things. 
So when there's a mission where it's like, get to this container and hack it, you've got so many turns, and I'm like one turn away from the container, and I'm like, okay, all I, I don't have enough movement speed to actually get to the container, but if I just open this door, the robot can fly in there and hack it. No, it can't. <laughs> this container, for some reason, you have to have a person directly adjacent to it with a move left in so order it, to hack it. So that was a discussion that, yeah, weirdly, that was a discussion that came up in my, my little cursory search on this, and that, like, basically one... Uh, there was there was one crowd of people that were basically saying, "Yeah, just hack everything from afar." And it's like, and like oh, I'm pretty sure Zach said you couldn't do that. So why are everyone saying hack everything from afar? Is there a trick? Is there something you haven't unlocked? Well, yet, I mean, or? it was potentially possible that I hadn't moved the guy with the robot close enough, but he could hack this light pole like a like significantly further away across the map in the mm. other direction. So I thought I've got to be in range. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, so that end of that mission. It was like, I only had this one more turn to get to the container before it self-destructed. So the only way I could do it was was because the guy with the robot was well out of range and he couldn't actually even get to the van to be able to hack it. I only had one person who had the movement range to get next to the crate to hack it. Mm. So I had to have someone else open the door because that right, uses yeah. a move. Yeah. <laughs> you have to run up to the back of the van... Which commits that like half a half a move or you know the one action point. Yeah. Then he opens the door. Then he uses his other half of the move to move out of the way, so the other person can run into the van and actually get up next to the container, which was really dumb. That was the only way I could possibly get there in time. And then that li- that mission was also a perfect example of the other major problem, which is the line of sight calculations are still complete shit. <laughs> Possibly worse than the previous game, but that might just really? be misremembering of how bad the previous game was. So, like, what happened next in that mission is once I got the people into the van to hack it, there's also a bunch of aliens there who I couldn't fight because I had to get there on that one turn. So I triggered, like, two extra groups of aliens as I was legging it into the van. And then these melee-type alien guys walked up and attacked my guy in the van through the walls of the van <laughs> which is just like no also because the walls of that van specifically are indestructible that's one of the definitely indestructible oh, bits of the wow. terrain <laughs> it's very specifically you can't destroy it in any way because it's basically a mission objective <laughs> right yeah <laughs> So, yeah, that was bullshit. They, like, melee attacked me through the walls. But then, in general, just, like, you'll see enemies through buildings. Like, you'll be on one side of the building and you'll see the enemy through the building through both walls of the building and anything on the inside. Or you'll be on the roof of the building and you'll see enemies on inside the building through the roof. That used to happen in the first game a bit. Yeah. It did a bit, but not, like... It seems like every mission in this, I've just always had that happen to mm. some extent. And, you know, it's it's sometimes okay when it's overwatch and you're just like your guy just suddenly it goes into the dramatic like over the shoulder camera of course yeah. you just get your a shot of your guy whipping his gun out and just like firing at a building <laughs> it's like there's an alien over there somewhere the bullets will go through it that's fine <laughs> so, but it still looks kind of dumb yeah. where it's just like apparently he can see them I don't know maybe they've passed a window well and yeah not always and that also I've been caught out a couple of times by the game. Again, I think it's another problem with like tutorials, really, where it doesn't really necessarily explain destructible terrain that well. Because sometimes when you shoot, say, like you're in a building and you've just got a, like a segment of wall. Mm. Sometimes when you shoot it, it makes a hole, and the bottom half of the wall still counts as half cover. But you can also jump through the hole, so it no oh, longer weird. acts like a wall. Interesting. 
And that catches me out sometimes, where it's just like melee and he's all suddenly be able Jump to pass through, through that hole, hole and yeah. come into the building. <laughs> also, there's a lot of melee in this game, which I'm not sure I'm entirely happy with. It's mainly... I mean, it, it, technically it's balanced because you can do it as well. You have a character class who has melee. <laughs> One of the types of character. Sure. But, like, the... Me- well, and the shotgun's pretty much a melee <laughs> well, weapon anyway. Yeah. But, like, this this specific character class and the alien equivalent, they can melee attack after using both moves, so, so they can move the full distance and do the melee attack at the okay, end of it. Right. And that makes it incredibly difficult to deal with the aliens, because basically... As soon as you see the aliens and they know you're there, they can attack anyone on your team because their their movement range is enough that it basically covers their sight range. Yeah. See, a bit of me was going to say, like, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe you should play Massive Chalice because that was <laughs> that was good. And then you said, like, oh, but everything's melee, and it's like, oh no, pretty much all of Massive Chalice is melee. <laughs> well, it's fine if it's designed to be like yeah. that. It's just like sometimes the melee in XCOM feels a bit like excessive. I did also have a, like a mute on one of like possibly the second mutant I'd ever seen. I you know, I sort of knew that they were going to have a pretty strong melee. Yeah. Because they you know they're big That's fatties. Thing, yeah. <laughs> they also have a pretty goddamn powerful gun, which is you know, just makes it more annoying. Yeah. But so you know, he ran up and meleeed one of my guys and it did ten damage and killed him instantly because none of my guys <laughs> have ten health yet. Which is not helpful. And then I was like, well, screw you then. You've got like three health left, so I'm going to melee you because it's pretty much a guaranteed kill because the melee attacks are like 97% accurate. And it just randomly counterattacked me and did half damage to my melee guy. And I was like, well, thanks for warning me about that game. You'd never told me about that before. Oh, well, the, the melee can fail and it will counter. <laughs> yeah. And no one, oh. none, like, I guess there is one other kind of melee class of enemy that I'd seen before that I hadn't. You know that had never happened. I don't know. What, it's like I don't know whether that's a specific muton thing or whether it was just a dice roll thing that happens with any melee. I mean, I'm sort of okay with that because that is part of XCOM's thing and well, like, discovering not... how things work. But then it should tell you stuff in advance, particularly when it's like 97% chance to hit. I'm like, well, this is a guaranteed kill, isn't it? <laughs> it's like no warning, no warning at all that it was about to con- completely counter counter attack and do damage to my guy and stun him. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of okay with that the first time you did it. I mean, yeah, it sucks in your scenario that you're really going for it and you're trying to revenge your fallen comrade. Yes. But, <laughs> also, but... in that same mission, I became the 1% by missing a 99% shot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. It was like, Jesus Christ, it was a sniper shooting at a 9-foot-tall giant blob monster from like... Thirty feet away, with ninety nine percent chance to hit, and he missed. <laughs> like, good job. This is where we pay the big butt sniper. <laughs> also, I said I said this to Rob last week, but when you're in a square adjacent to a nine foot tall blob monster, you should automatically have a hundred percent chance to hit, regardless of what weapon you're using. Uh, I've always thought those those statistics were dumb. Right, like just they are, they are, they are in, in XCOM in particular. They for some reason seem so in favour of the miss in scenarios where they really just shouldn't. Like, and it works both ways. Yeah. Like, but it's just like it feels stupid. I, I mean, I think like being in an adjacent square should just be a special case because I think if you've moved to that, especially because most of the time that requires you to expose yourself out of cover. Yeah. I mean that's technically what the melee attacks are for now 
so you but, can run up adjacent to someone and just kill them. You also think thinking about your ninety nine percent scenario, perhaps there should just be like a, a like a point where it's like, oh, say you go over ninety five, and it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's but then you like, just make that the new one hundred percent, and then uh, the numbers adjust. And it, I, I guess, but you know, you could do some like you know, you don't expose it necessarily to the player, and it's to try and get around that because yeah, that's that's crazy annoying, right? Yeah, it's a ninety nine percent hit, and it doesn't hit. It just like. That just makes you throw your hands up and like, that's a flip the table button right there. Yeah, yes. So yeah, I mean, it's still fine. It's, you know, I think, again, this is something that I didn't remember. I basically made two save files in this. The first one is the one where I got to that mission that I couldn't make the time limit for. And then I was like, well, fuck this. I need to start over, apparently. So I started over. And the second save file, I started to remember some of the things that were very important to remember at the start of the game of, of like the previous game of XCOM. Of XCOM, yeah. Where it's just like your first priority for research is basically better guns, and your first priority for building things inside your ship is the thing that lets you upgrade the squad size to six. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless you have those two things, you're completely screwed. Guns and squad size. But even then, it feels like it's quite a struggle. I still, it's another, like, element of it maybe not tutorializing as much as it could, but it, like, I have no idea whether I'm doing it right at all. It's just like everything feels real dodgy, where I'm just like, I'm building a thing, but is it the right thing? This is, this is a thing that takes like nine days to build. That's quite a commitment. And I'm like, I've already committed resources. But that's that game. That's that style of game, though. <laughs> sure, that, but that massive chalice does that to that point as well where it's just like is this actually going to be helpful is this the right strategic call right now I'm not 100% sure let's just do it but the trouble with it is that the, like the way the tactical map now works is based like everything on the map that's not an in, like an instant reaction mission is like a scan mission where you have to fly your ship there and then sit there for a number of days oh right so it takes time to figure out so you're out, like yeah. spending time to do this thing it's like Am I spending this time wisely doing this thing? Should I be doing something else? Should I fly back to base and scan for intel so I can get extra intel? What the fuck does intel mean? <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I guess I spent intel to unlock new areas, and you can spend intel at the black market to buy things, but what's the conversion rate like? Is it better for me to scan these supplies? It, like, it doesn't really explain very much at all, and it, it like, semi-intentionally feels like it's a real struggle. I mm. guess. Well, that is, again, that's XCOM, right? Well, and, you know, Guerrilla Warfare. Yeah. Also, I don't like how you have an income, where it's like your monthly income from your contacted areas or whatever, your resistance friends. Yeah. But that monthly income drops as an icon on the map, and then you have to go and scan it for like three days to actually get the money. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's just really inconvenient. That's a bit weird. Like, I'm halfway across the world building something else somewhere else, and now I have to fly all the way back to the home base and sit there for three days to scan my money just so I can have my money. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I think I'm with you in that these points you're bringing up. They just don't... They don't maybe, maybe there's a good gameplay reason for them, but they just feel like they would be frustrating, right? Yeah. Like, in, like, not even necessarily as a... Maybe, you know, as a, a problem, but they would, like, in terms of mechanics, but they would make you as a player feel frustrated. Well, that was the other thing that I thought about 
because I'm pretty sure I'd heard some point in the early, like, one of the developers talking about the game at some point. I think they suggested that it's like, because this is a guerrilla war, you're not meant to win every mission. That's why we've made it so there's actually just an evac button and then you can escape, whatever. Get out, yeah. It's like, that's not how games work. You don't, you don't want to waste time playing a game where you like go into a mission, spend like 20 minutes trying to do a mission and then decide that you can't do it and then abandon it and get a penalty. <laughs> like that's not fun in any way. Uh, yeah, it's, it's awkward, isn't it? Because I, I definitely see what they're going for. Yeah. The idea is sound, right? But like that, that idea only really flies if you're the sort of person, well, I guess they're the sort of person that Firaxis normally deals with, right? The people that sink thousands of hours into civilization. Sure. And it's like, that can put up with like playing a, a round of XCOM and failing. I'm not that guy, right? So, you know, I was cheesing my first run through like the last XCOM because I wanted to, I didn't want to get to a fail state, yeah. right? Because it's just like, Seriously, this game took me 20 hours and I'm going to have to start it again because it's unre- or go back a significant period of time because it's unrecoverable. Yeah. It's like that is not a feeling I as a player want. But it's like I don't but, want that within like the singular missions either really. No, I mean, it, I, I, like, I, I like if a, if a mission went real badly I'd do it again like well, yeah. you know I I would accept minor losses like yeah. I was trying to be somewhat like not just like oh I can't, I, I have to have the perfect run. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like with the way you have these timers and stuff, it's like you you're committing so much time to failure. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it doesn't. It's like if it was just an event that happened, like was a two minute thing, that would be so bad. But when it's like you've you've tactically committed to this mission that you think you can do, you've got some way through the mission and then decided that you can't, and it's all like, well, I can evacuate and at least save my guys, but then I've wasted all this goddamn time and resources. Whereas that was the, that was the thing I had with Massive Chalice, right? In that, like, pretty much every mission came out a success, but your success was more measured on who's left, right? Yeah. Like, 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 I only just scraped through that, and I lost some of my best guys. How do I deal with that? Yeah. And I found that okay. I, you know, I, I, I didn't really feel the need to cheese Massive Chalice. It I mean, was just the- like I just I, again that might actually be its master stroke because of its like population focus and the fact that you actually have to manage your country as a whole yeah. in that game and how you manipulate your your I mean, warriors that- and stuff like that on over the course of generations. Losing a guy feels bad because they're your best team but then that immediately puts you on the other foot saying right okay i've still got guys yeah i can train them up and make them good again except for when you ended up in that scenario where i was where it's like oh shit i've lost almost all of my guys of a specific class that's really bad well that's why it's like that's why it doesn't work as well in XCOM because it's like there's too much investment in each individual guy Mm. I mean, it costs money to hire them for a start, which is like yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. have that much money to go around, and then they have to get kills in order to level up. So you're having to grind them, like grind rookies up and keep them alive. And then once they've got skills, you're like, I don't want to lose these guys. Like, I need them, I need them to be here. On the plus side, to say something good about it, it's gone too. All the guns are just upgrades now. Like you just do the research, spend the resources, and then everyone just gets the upgraded gun. Right, so within a class, presumably. Like, yeah, so like assault yeah. rifle and sniper rifle are separate and all that okay, kind of stuff. Gotcha. So it's still it's just like a one-off thing. Yeah, so you don't have to buy. Like, so you don't have oh, to build to, individual guns. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's that's better. And then there's also uh, the guns have attachments now, which sometimes drop off enemies. So you can like 
attach various things uh, to them to okay, make them okay, more so, interesting. So that's why they dropped the individual gun yeah, idea, because they wanted to re- re- bring it back in as attachments. Yeah. Gotcha. So basically, when, you, when you make an attachment to a gun, it's permanent, and so that gun becomes that gun. Right. So you can trade that between the different people. Gotcha. But on the plus side of that, the attachments don't get removed when you upgrade the base gun. So oh, even, see, even right, though so they're it. permanent attachments, like yeah, if you, yeah. you can't remove them or replace them without losing the other one. But no but subsequent if the base up- gun upgrades, and you still get to keep the yeah, no, no, attached no, version. No subsequent upgrade is going to screw up the mod you applied. Effectively. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, that is nice. And you know, you can make the guns have cool colours and patterns to make you so you know what guns what. <laughs> you know, what? I think I would have been okay with it if they had literally just turned around and said, "No, all those attachments you've got there worthless." You know, I think I would have been okay with that as well. Actually, yeah, because that would have added. Ad- well, suddenly that adds a new challenge. It's like, right, I, I miss those attacks. Well, they could have like, re-earn. I'm going to need to modify them. They could have potentially adjusted the drop rate on the attachments to counteract that if they wanted yeah, to do it maybe, that way. Maybe, yeah. So yeah, I would have been kind of okay with it either way. But that's nice that you know it's, it's friendly anyway. I haven't really messed around with too much of the customization. I've only made the guns different colors for what attachments they have. But that's okay. fine. I haven't messed around with the character customization. You, you haven't tried to make a wa- Wario, no. <laughs> Although it is pretty nice, there's an option you can turn on in the option menu that makes it so that if there's the if the if there's voice follows for the language in the data bank, it plays the right language for their nationality, which is oh, completely dumb from nice. the concept of like the game and a military command structure where they just randomly are talking German for no apparent reason. But sure. it's cool. No, I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's like. Because they sort of did that, didn't they, with the last one, where they they would occasionally have an accent. I don't think that was specific. It to probably country, wasn't specific. Was just like yeah. one of the voice banks. Yeah. 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 So I always thought that would have been a cool idea, but they went through, and it's like, well, okay, like actually, this is an easy, easier solution in terms of resourcing, I guess, to just make them speak their language version. Well, especially when you already have those languages because you've localized it for Europe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had several Italians for some reason. I seem to keep getting Italians in my squad. Does it help that you know what they're saying, or is it just like the flavor text from the first? Once you know, like, what the triggers for the specific voice samples are, you sort of can tell what it is in any language. Okay, sure. (laughs) When someone says they're low on ammo, you can fairly easily work out what that is in any language. (laughs) Ammo, Paul, before. Yep. (laughs) Also, I'm not entirely sure whether it's just because I haven't unlocked it, because for some reason, as you level up your your soldiers, you unlock more customization options. So you don't have everything from the start. Okay. But I, so I went into the voice list and looked at all the different languages there were there. And I don't think I've unlocked it yet, but I think there might be English accents for like Irish and Scottish, because I've definitely had an Irish person who sounded Irish. That's but it cool. wasn't in the list. And it wasn't one of the generic English ones. I tried all the different English ones and they're all proper yeah. English <laughs> style. So I'm like, maybe I haven't unlocked it yet. Maybe I haven't unlocked the ability to make someone specifically Irish for myself. But I've definitely had them. Interesting. And unfortunately... Unlock the Irish. Unfortunately, the one that I think kind of is missing is there doesn't seem to be like a Japanese voice bank, which I thought would have been cool. You have to have a Japanese voice bank. Because I have a, have a Japanese sniper. Oh, man. But he was cool. That's one of the coolest. He had, like, glasses. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool sniper. Awesome. I'm not even going to change him. He just has glasses. <laughs> why, why would you not? It's one of the coolest sounding languages. you got to put it in there. Well, you know, you can go on the workshop and download weird voice facts of all kinds. The South Park voice facts. Duke Nukem. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Duke Nukem. <laughs> 
That could be kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. That, that that actually that you might have just sold me on the game. I think, <laughs> there's, I think there's several from like Mass Effect. You can have all the different Mass Effect characters. Yeah. They basically already have all those yeah. samples. Convenient. One that less. Sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they've seen us. We've yep. come out of yep. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much do say they've seen us, except for not quite in the Shepherd way. <laughs> yeah, I might I might be in now. You might have just done it. But, but this sounds like the best thing. Well, you know, that's why I want, like, character and customization, because at some point, if you're willing to go in there, you can probably make all kinds of hilarious things go on. Man, this sounds great. This even just, great. Even just the options, like, I've just hired another Irish woman who I haven't used on a mission yet, so I don't know whether they have female Irish or whether it was right. only male Irish, but she's just wearing, like, reflective shades for no reason. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're cool. I'm totally hiring you. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. it's, just, it's bringing back Worms 2 memories. <laughs> so some parts of XCOM 2 are okay, and I'm yet to really determine whether... But then, but then weirdly, the stuff you're saying is okay is not actually necessarily <laughs> stuff that's the core to the game. Well, it makes it nice, I guess. Like, even just some of the, like, fluff stuff makes it nicer. Like, when you're initial, when <laughs> you're that again? Fluff stuff. Oh, I like that. <laughs> when you're starting a mission, and it's like, it's showing, when you're choosing your squad, they, they're, like, standing in that like six long line in the way that they do except one one of the things that's nice is now there's a, like a personality that you can assign as part of the character creation which changes like their stance and stuff so they look slightly different okay cool. which is nice yeah yeah so when they're standing in the line you can see like oh he's the scared guy <laughs> mr swagger over here. <laughs> yeah mr swag <laughs> and then like so they're all standing there and then like when you commit to the mission they turn and walk into the avenger and the mm. lift goes up and it's like that's kind of cool yeah. and then like the loading screen is just like the interior shot of the event. Oh, yeah, the infamous loading screen. Yeah, was. the hella log loading screen if you have problems. Was it press caps lock to carry on or whatever it was? Yep, that, that weird is that, is that still a bug? I don't know, I haven't tried it. You, you just not, it's not, it's a not been too long. Okay. It's fairly long, but it's not exceptionally long. But yeah, it's like an interior view of the Avenger with a, like a hologram which shows you the mission and your guy's sitting there. Mm. And then like when, when it's finished loading, the red lights come on to let you know that you're in the combat zone or whatever. Mm. That's just cool. And like when you're yeah. ending the mission, if your guys are injured, they walk out of the Avenger and they're like sag to the floor. Hmm. And it's like, that's neat. <laughs> Just cool little animations. So yeah, I bet me was gonna ask, like, like, so do you feel like this game has had more or less effort put into it than the last one, given that it's got all these bugs, but it sounds like it's got more bugs than it had in the first place. Well the trouble with it and is that like I haven't got far enough in it, I think. It's like, I'm not sure. I think it might still be the same problem that the last game have had of there being like quite a hump at the start, where it's like, if you can get through the difficulties, you might yeah. get into a, more of a rhythm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure I've got to that point yet. That's a very XCOM thing, again. But uh, the other, like, the problem with that is that I'm not sure I'm, I'll be able to tell when I have, because mm. I don't know the structure of the game. I don't know what, like, the progression points are. So it's like the aliens are building their secret project or whatever. That's the end game thing. Yeah. The Doom, the Doomsday switch, Clock, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> yes, that's still there, and it's like it's going up, and then I'm doing missions, and it's going down, and that sort of thing. But I don't, and like I, I have these other missions where it's like you have to uh, hack an advent officer to access the alien network, and you have to like hack a weird like codex that's like a physical computer and steal its brain or something it's like you have these side like what seem like side objectives that are tied into the story and i'm like i don't know 
if I'm going through these fast enough or not fast enough. I don't know what the, like how fast I'm meant to be getting to these things. Because if it works like the previous game, those are basically triggers to make more advanced aliens appear. That was mm. basically how it worked in the previous game, where it's like if you never did the main storyline missions, it never or it only very slowly started introducing the hardier types of enemies, like mutons and stuff. So, like, I only started seeing mutons after this story mission that I did, where it's like, go to the alien secret facility and Yeah, that, that was always the, like, you know, don't, was it don't attack the alien base too early or yeah. something on the last game? Because yeah. if you do, then you suddenly unlock a whole heap more pain. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I, I don't have a handle on, in this game, I don't have a handle on the way the progression works, so I don't know whether I'm doing it too fast or not fast enough. Mm. Like, should I be fighting these mutons with these only level one upgraded guns and no armor? I don't really know. <laughs> so we'll see, I guess, if I keep I guess you'll find out. Because, I mean, last time you played quite a few runs of XCOM. Well, I played a couple, yeah. <laughs> How does it control on mouse and keyboard this time? Because, you know, the reason why we went for controller it's is because, like, elevation control was better, wasn't it? And Well, yeah. I mean, it seems to work fine. doesn't seem to have too much trouble locking onto the right tile or anything. Okay. I can't remember if I played with mouse and keyboard on PC or if I used my gamepad. Uh, did you did you remember your guys <laughs> saying much during the battles? Because yeah. they wouldn't talk if you used mouse and keyboard for some reason. But yeah. if you used a controller, that you'd get the uh I think the they chatter. said stuff. Yeah. And yeah. you were probably using controller. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that was a weird-ass bug, yeah. If it was a bug, who knows? Well, yeah. But yeah, it seems to work. It's like I've only had the the one problem with which maybe isn't even a mouse and keyboard type thing is that I think well, actually what it is is an iconography thing. Is when you're standing next to a door, it puts like an icon on the door that tells you that you can press a button to open it. Mm. But the iconography is like which mouse button is that telling me to push? <laughs> I'm not even sure. <laughs> is, that, is that a picture of a mouse? Where it's a picture of a mouse, and it's like, one of these buttons is highlighted, but which one is it? <laughs> is it the left mouse one? Is it the right mouse one? Is it the middle mouse one? I don't know. And I so always get it, it wrong. There's a left mouse button on a left-handed mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I always get it wrong. And the trouble is, if you get it wrong, it's like you start moving. Oh, crap. It's like, yeah. oh, I've just wasted my turn. <laughs> I tried to open that door, but I moved one more square my accent. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> but luckily, that's why, you know, crit saves for that. I'll... I'll, I'll yeah, if it's not what you intended, that's that that bothers me as well on games like that, where it's like if it's, that's actually not what you intended to do, and it's like no, 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 no. Oh. So that's why you're like Iron Man is never a, like it's always a good idea in theory, but, but if there's any bugs or any control fuck ups, yeah. it's just like that just ruins the whole thing. Yeah, any, <laughs> any ambiguity in the action you might just you might take. Yeah, and that's really common actually in a lot of these these games where you're just like, no, no, I didn't actually mean to do that. Oh no, I can't back out of it. Oh yeah. Um. So what was it like? This is this conversation like I mean, actually have been weirdly thinking about Massive Chal- Chalice anyway yeah. recently because. That soundtrack has been in my head <laughs> because I've got I've got the soundtrack like um, and it's I've been listening to it and stuff like that. And it's really very good. Yeah. Um, and that sort of like it's good work music, <laughs> of course. Um, in that sort of Infinity Factory sort of way, yes. except it's background like, music. Yeah. So, so like, I've been thinking about it recently, and it's like how much I actually I, I may have downplayed it a bit at the time because of its simplicity but the more I thought about it it's like yeah, that game is pretty unique in its own special way and it's I would really like to see a sequel of that yeah 
I'd really like to see them go a bit more to the point, to the level of XCOM's complexity and size. Yeah. The I first mean, XCOM. It'd be the, like, <laughs> yeah, they'd yeah. be going towards the sort of Final Fantasy Tactics type, yeah, type yeah, of yeah. thing, even. Yeah. It's a really good game. Yeah, as I say, just not quite as, doesn't quite have the depth and breadth of XCOM. No. Well, not by a long shot, really, <laughs> but its core mechanics are solid. And I like its style, and I like this thing. I had, yeah, and I liked its meta game. It was good. It was a good, it's a good, it's a damn good game. Well done, Double Fine. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Reviews after the fact. Yeah, when Rob suddenly realizes not what he should have said all it, along. It, it, it was. Yep. A, oh no, I, I, you know, I, I said it was good at the time, but you know, <laughs> but did you say it was bad? I think actually, as I look, yeah, as I look back on it, I look at back on it more fondly than I think I did at the time, yeah. <laughs> which may actually be. A really yeah, bad thing. That, yeah, that might not actually be good at all. No. You might just be not be remembering what it was actually like. Maybe I just want a sequel. That's, that's probably just what it is, right? It's just like, you know, actually. You just want more. Yeah, I just want more of it. But I'm not sure I want to play that again. No. <laughs> like, you know, in the same way that I'm not sure I ever want to play, well, I might do at some point, like the first XCOM again, or maybe XCOM 2, but XCOM 2 with voice packs, and that sounds, that sounds good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> something that becomes entertaining and maybe the entertainment will get me over the cheesing and the bugs and like you know I wouldn't mind it so much if it's funny <laughs> well you know that was not necessarily one of the reasons but a reason for like we maybe we should do a video next one for the hell of it alright because I think we should things to discuss yep exactly Plans. speaking of videos because this podcast is coming to an end it certainly and is and may as well do a video update while we're here because apparently we just do that at the end of podcasts yeah uh, <laughs> you well, gotta advertise I, I got I got the CoinCrypt video rendered today so there's a good chance that will go up soon yep before um, the podcast or the same time as the podcast maybe if, Slightly I can, after if, the podcast. I, if I can tear myself away from actually playing games tomorrow yeah exactly because uh, I Got most of a day to actually play games. Yeah, most that that's great. Get back into Rocket League. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That ruins progression. I guess we'll play Rocket League. Always um, play Rocket League. Yeah, always play Rocket League. Um, yeah. So there's, there's that, and we've also got um, a video of Mirror's Edge Catalyst to come. Oh, cool. Because um, we tried that on my new machine as well. Yep, and. But, well, okay, I might, I might as well talk about that a little bit. I didn't play it, but, you know, I saw Zach playing it, and it's like, that's a good-looking game! Like, 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 Frostbite can't really... I think you know, Frostbite can't really do any wrong. No. It's like, I, I think stylistically, it's perhaps not as cool as the first game. Yes. It's not it quite... like Now they've updated the graphics, everything just looks like actual buildings. Yeah, <laughs> it looks a little bit too real now. Like there's something, something about the clean cutness and the weird, the weird starkness of the original because we can't be bothered to put extra assets in this world. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> probably for performance reasons. Yeah. Um, somehow now that it looks more realistic, it somehow looks less stylish. Um, but in principle, it looked alright. I actually thought the combat looked okay. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe not... in those simple enemies, I guess. Well, uh, yeah, I guess once you get to the guys who could actually stun you, it's maybe not as fun. Yeah, <laughs> because they have a lot of hit points as well. They take a lot of fucking hits. I did see some stuff like, like, like I was watching a re- uh, a review of it, and they were complaining about 
about the forced combat scenarios being like, yeah, this game shouldn't have these. That's really bad. And then the bit of video they showed was just then, well, actually, it might be that you're really bad at this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like exactly. not, not really dodging around people and doing nothing but to try to kick them in the face. And then obviously they retaliate when you try and do that. And it's like, mm, yeah, maybe, maybe you weren't actually using all the skills at your disposal here. Even yeah. though it's really weird to use the skills. It's yeah. Like, I just have to turn around a minute so I can run up this wall so I can hit you a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that that game seems all right. I'm not sure I'd want to necessarily get involved in any any of the side stuff. That didn't seem too appealing. Like, well, like, the, yeah. the running from the cops bit seemed a bit. Seemed a bit <laughs> well, I did there. do that real badly. Yeah, which didn't help. Maybe, but it's just yeah, the route around you didn't seem that helpful. Um, I should have just gone to one of the safe houses. That would have made it well easier. I just don't like doing that because it seems real cheap. Yeah. It's just like you walk into this fairly sort of open G- room and it just you just lose all the cops. Isn't that sort of the GTA thing? Like that you kind of have to use and sometimes like, yeah. you know, it's just like I'm just gonna go home. <laughs> it's the best way to escape the cops. Just go home. Just go home. Go go and sleep for a while. <laughs> <laughs> just go to the brothel in Red Dead or whatever and then problem solved. Yes. So yeah, it's a video of that at some point. Yeah, yeah, that and join us again in a couple of weeks for another Salacast. Got you over that. It's still not incredibly hot here, even though the windows are open. It's, it's, it, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's sometimes really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not as bad. It still did get significantly warmer, though, which is annoying. Yeah, it has still he- heated, heated up. Heated? <laughs> and heated. And hotted. It's hotted it up. We are embroiled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Embroiled in the end of this podcast. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Bye. Hit that button.